1: And welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles! Actually, and that reminds me of something I need to uh, mention to you after the show about that. Uh, but I am your host, Roddy Cat, and you can find me at Roddy Cat on Twitter. You can find me at News Need on Twitter. You can also find me at CBcaps on Instagram.
2: South Carolina with Columbia down the way.
1: And the sound effects that uh, hopefully you have heard uh, come from none other than 1-18-70 on Twitter and Instagram. What's up, everybody?
2: Straight up, Brooklyn in the house! (laughs) Representing!
1: I love it.
0: Not even a song this time. No.
1: Just a straight up shout out. You gotta love it. Yeah, you gotta love it. Folks, we are here as represented the Comic Book Chronicles, and you can find said Comic Book Chronicles um, at cspn.us. That's the Coastal of the Podcast Network. cspn.us. Do it today. <laughs> and you could also find us on your podcast for place of choice, whether it be Google Play, I, uh, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the the Podcast Network SoundCloud page. <laughs> and hey folks, we record live every Thursday night, 9 30 ish p.m. Although we really need to get the video run, especially once local low coming out. But that's tonight was my fault. Um 9:30 PM Eastern Standard Time, hopefully, kind of ish, uh, on either uh, the YouTube channel of the Click Nation, that's youtube.com/slash the Click Nation, the V L D K L I Q N A T I O N, or the Comic Book Chronicles t- uh, Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv/slash Comic Book Chronicles. And hey, if you want to watch on Twitch, maybe uh, give us a follow there because we're definitely trying to get our we're trying to get up to fifty, so we can kind of um, you know, upload some stuff that uh from some, some past shows that uh, people might enjoy, like our um, like our uh, treasure editions or our um, you know, where we where we talk about event books uh at the beginning of COVID, that was a fun run. Um, Sounds probably- good. Yeah, that we probably won't, you know, be back to now. The books are back in circulation because that was a time, folks, where the books wasn't weren't in circulation. So we had to, uh, so we had to get up some uh, some content up, which luckily comic books is rife with goodness can you remember that
0: holy Mm -hmm. cow i very much do like i said summer yeah it was last it was like uh last spring and some early summer
1: Mm -hmm. i still have the list and um you know that's like if we ever get a chance to do some of that stuff and like yeah we, we still have a whole list of uh event books to go to go through uh pertinent and some of it would probably still be pertinent actually definitely, What's going on
0: definitely. I mean, there's ways for us to work that in we'll have to figure that out offline but we could definitely work some of that stuff in and maybe cut down on either the news or the reviews depending on you know what we wanted to focus on each week
1: i mean yeah we could totally do like treasure editions every now and then if we really wanted to and then just focus on that you know and just mm-hmm. keeping like the treasure edition type stuff like we've been doing so but yeah that's that is something you know to, to iron out and some, hell, we still hadn't done the year, uh, end of the year stuff. But that's oh, it's already mid-year. Yeah, I know. But you know what? Who knows? That could still happen. You gotta uh, love it. Yep. But being that the case, folks, we're going to start off with some comic books tonight. Uh, and I uh, believe we said we are going to start off with. And actually, I've been mean, keep saying um, I, I feel like we want to switch back to the old old way. But you know, uh, maybe one day we'll do that too, just for for old time's sake. And start with the news, and and then go into the, to the books. But regardless, like I said, we're going to start off with books tonight, like we normally do, and we're going to start off with Heroes Reborn number four. I was about to say the next time we get a guest, that's probably how we'll do it anyway.
0: We'll start with the news, you know, in case they want to chime in.
1: Yeah, we are good, we are good.
0: You know, so but in any event, so we're 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 going with Heroes Reborn number four. We are going with
1: Heroes Reborn number four.
0: All right, so this book is written by Jason Aaron, with art in the uh, the first part by James Stocco. Um, the uh, the art in the second part is by Ed McGinnis and Mark Morales inking, uh, letters by uh, I'm sorry, colors by Matthew Wilson on the second part, and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Uh, that is a note because James Stokoe does all of the art in that first story. Right. So, uh, I'm uh, just getting back to what we were talking about last week when it comes to Heroes Reborn, bear in mind that Jason Aaron has made it very clear that these Heroes Reborn books are essentially uh, one-shots that focus upon uh, single members of the Squadron Supreme of America, as they are known in this reality. And uh, we have these uh, backup stories that help tie in... Um, uh, as to help tie in the uh, the Avengers and the reality that we knew and to see how uh how a reality may be restored, but with regards to this uh first opening story regarding Dr. Spectrum, again, there are parallels to be su- to be found between Doctor. Spectrum and green lantern there's also parallels between some of the characters that are uh put up against Dr. Spectrum in this issue. Uh, parallels between these Marvel characters and DC characters, namely Rocket Raccoon and one main man, the last Zarnian, it's Zarnian, right?
1: Yes, oh, is it Z- Zarnian or Zarian? I think it's Zarnian, though, because I felt like I, I just saw it.
0: I think it's Zarnian. I think so. Yeah, right. the last Zarnian is one, one Lobo, and so you could see a lot of the parallels that are being drawn here, and I kind of got a kick out of it. It was pretty amusing to me, yeah. to see, you know, how how it had been all tied in.
1: Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, and also kind of linking in the star brand uh, with that. So I was like, all right, I, I see. I would honestly, I would legit love to kind of see, from what I skimmed through this, uh, see a book of either, well, either how Rocket Coon Raccoon uh, ended up you know, being that way or just like them Wiley Coyote, Wiley Coyote Roadrunner style just uh, fighting each other like every now and then they're just like oh here he goes again and you know and then like obviously maybe not an ongoing but probably like a mini series of you know of them just kind (laughs) of like road running themselves into into different fights right and maybe having to team up and in or something i don't know
0: Right. It was remarkable to see. I guess I don't have that much exposure to the Squadron characters, and it it, it, it helped me really get familiar with the power level that Dr. Spectrum brings to bear, mm-hmm. because this is not just a regular old Green Lantern. You know, it's not. It's something right. far more powerful. Right. And I was very much taken by surprise mm-hmm. by the power levels that they were... That he was exhibiting and talking about, like talking about taking down these characters and putting them in like space prison. It's him by himself against you know Ego the, li- the Living Planet and 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 torturing Ego the Living Planet. And I was like, wow, that's okay. That that's a lot, you know. It
1: was Wakandan ships. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna shoot stars
1: at him. Right. And you know what I do to stars? you Don't you? You know, so I feel like Doctor Spectrum Wait, is it? I think it might have been. Yeah, I think it is actually. Yeah, Doctor Spectrum's powers might be played up here because I feel like in the past, while he has been powerful, he's not been this powerful. Right, I'm pretty sure that's correct. So I was like, like, no, we've seen him. We've seen him been able to low level do some stuff, but it was like, no, this is like more on to the level of a, a Green Lantern. As, like you said um as, as opposed to what he's capable of doing here which yeah like i said i would still like to see what i just said earlier but um it's crazy and i'm kind of curious is the uh when it gets back to the main avengers book and the possibly inevitable unless this is going to be it this is the part we don't know so if folks don't know jason aaron's kind of been playing the long call with a lot of stuff in the main avengers book and uh, the the dealings with the Squadron Supreme and Colson and uh, things of that nature are still kind of ongoing. I doubt that this is going to take care of that because I think this is kind of a sad thing that he's actually that he had planned, obviously. But this is kind of a sad thing that just kind of um, you know adds on to that. I guess you know whether whether what ends. Whether if any of this ends up translating into the Avengers book, back into the Avengers book uh, properly, you know, we'll I guess we'll see. I'd kind of doubt it because, like you, like Agent Seventy said, these are kind of like one-off shots that are kind of just kind of a side thing. And we, we, to which we still don't know how this universe came into being, but we have a uh, we kind of have an idea. Right, we have
0: more clues that are revealed this week, uh, tying into something else that Roddy Cap mentioned last week. I remember. Roddy Cat, and we were talking about this just prior to the start of the show, mm-hmm. where Roddy Cat was wondering, well, there's other uh, there's other characters that were factoring into the Avengers story that were also sort of tied into the Squadron Supreme. And it turns out at least one of those characters is playing a role in this. And not only in this main uh, miniseries, issue but also the tie-in issues that came out this week that I skimmed through. I don't know if Roddy Cat gave them too much of a look but ultimately I skimmed through them and they also do much more of a reveal of what is potentially behind this change in reality. So sure. okay uh, You know, and 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 you know, they're 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 far less subtle than they may have been in maybe the first round of tie-in issues, but they're definitely up front and um and forward facing the in the same way that this issue is about who is probably or at least possibly behind this change in reality. So, um you know, go into this knowing that we are not spoiling this, but if you were listening last week, you kind of have an idea
1: of where this may be going but it also like we said before like we were talking before the show it could also be um just a, an example of well because of the fact that this character is kind of behind the scenes in the main avengers book and in a lot of other places but in, in in this particular case of the main avengers book it just probably just stands a reason that no they're here too in the same capacity um and may or may not have any more overt, but sounds but it sounds like you're but it sounds like from what you're saying from the from the tie in books there might be uh less the case than Right. I think
0: than, it's yeah, I think it's it's much less a subtle Easter egg right. and more so a hint at what is actually happening. Gotcha.
1: Oh, and it's worth pointing out that yes, there so there have been uh tie in issues, uh which have also been like one shots. There have been at least one, maybe two, that have actually tied into the main story like directly. Like uh, there was a Peter Parker one from a couple of weeks back that uh, s- some panels were in the main book, and you saw more of it in in, in the um, in the tie-in. Like there hasn't been a whole lot of that that, I thought that as far as I know. Like maybe that ha- happens a little bit more in this this issue, but I think the uh, the other Hyperion book from last year last week may have also kind of had a tie-in i can't remember
0: i'm not sure I, I have to look at that one again i i i barely skimmed that i think so
1: because right. yeah and i skimmed it and i was like okay well i see where because i know something was referenced in the last main book or not the last main but the one before that was hyperion actually um that that might have tied into uh to the to that but i don't know. Regardless. You know, some things you can skip, some things you might not. But, you you know, if you have, like, favorite characters, like, you know, like, I you know, we're fans of the Champions here, like, and there's a tie-in book from this week that unfolds, right. I, I didn't get a chance to uh, to check out. You know, some of that stuff might be something up your alley.
0: Right. It was okay. I can speak very quickly on that. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely uh, adjusts the characters to reflect the reality that they're in now, this Squadron Supreme of America reality. So, um you know, it it, it was uh, it was an okay read, but just to finish up with Heroes Reborn number four, uh, we do have a backup story, as I mentioned earlier, with uh, the, with uh, art by uh, McGinnis and Morales, and uh, Matt Wilson, I believe, is the uh, the colorist mm-hmm. uh, that highlights uh, one of the characters in this book, kind of uh, ties into some stuff that happens in the first main story but also relates to how the avengers are trying to reassemble in this new reality so that is where we find ourselves uh in the backup story i just wanted to note uh for the record and for the folks out there listening and watching that if you are curious about the art in the first story here this is james stocco uh, I've become a fan of his. He does uh, lots. Of, he he's done some uh, creator-owned independent work, but he's also he also hit my uh, he showed up on my radar when he did a Godzilla miniseries called uh, Godzilla Half Century War several years back now, and it is definitely worth uh, tracking down if you're a Godzilla fan. The art is of uh, you know he has a idiosyncratic art style, but it is so fun to look at. He's got a great style. So I'd recommend taking a look at his artwork. So um, I, I, I think Roddy Cat is in, is in general agreement with that. Yep. And I can't recommend just like pouring over some of the details he puts in uh, and just like kind of going panel by panel and just looking at how he decided to compose it and draw it. It's really
1: cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. It, it, it is actually good stuff. Um it reminds me of um slightly reminds me of a couple of people's art but um specifically uh, I can't remember I don't know if you remember um was it Samurai Cowboy um I think that's it uh, I might, might be wrong about that but the, the but um but yeah that was a book I remember kind of glossing over um that's not Jeff Darrow, is it? Yeah, I believe so. I, mean, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, that's not it. Um, no, that's maybe that's not it. Because I'm seeing a Samurai Cowboy, and that is t- totally not the uh... Shaolin Cowboy. Shaolin Cowboy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Jeff Darrow. Okay, but you see, would you see what I'm saying? Hmm. I okay. do, I do,
0: I do. I mean, I've seen Jeff Darrow do, uh, his style is, I, I see the similarities, or at least in the, in, in some of the, 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 the actual art, but not necessarily the style, but I definitely see where you're, uh, where you're getting it from. Yeah.
1: But regardless, um, some good stuff uh, from, from, from James.com. So, uh, that being said, if we have, uh, if we've gone through that one. Uh, sure. Do you you
0: want to... We love comic books. Turn, turn, turn. <laughs> Tell us the comics that we should review. Seriously, once we do our first comic, we should get a
2: to
1: 13.
0: All right, The Streets of Philadelphia. Shout out to Bruce Springsteen. Um, this book is written by Rodney Barnes, with art by Jason Sean Alexander, with a backup story with art by Chris Mitten, colors by Luis Nickt, and letters by Marshall Dillon. So, for anyone who is um reading this story. This is now the third, this is the, uh, the third arc in Philadelphia. And boy, is the action picking up with the introduction of yet another part of early American history. If you are a fan of Hamilton, you definitely get, uh, some of the relationships here that are touched upon in the musical, uh, another dead president shows up it's not one of the dead presidents that's in point break uh, that's uh, that's not in point break but it's definitely not uh, what am I thinking of not uh, point break um uh, it doesn't show up on uh, uh, on a mask, but definitely shows up on a, on a piece of money. Let's put it that way.
1: I was about to you say, know? you, you, Wait. you were either talking about, uh, a point break or did the, or did the presidents, which I don't remember them using presidential masks or probably important
0: no, using, no, I was thinking of point break, but then they right. didn't call themselves the dead presidents. They just right. called them,
1: uh, I forget what they
0: call them now. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we've got lots of, you know, when, whenever we, uh, we've heard uh, rappers and musicians talk about seeing dead presidents, these are the ones who are on money. And we are talking about uh, some of them who are definitely on the money, uh, maybe coins, but definitely money. And they are showing up in, let's say, a certain state of being. I am not spoiling anything, but if you are familiar with the idea of Philadelphia, there's lots of vampires and werewolves involved. So, that being said, without trying to spoil everything, the uh, the Sangster family suffers a tremendous blow in this issue. Although things may or may not turn out as badly as it is teased in this uh, issue. Things are afoot with regards to Abigail Adams and her plans of uh, vampire domination. And uh, we get some backstory on, as I said, another dead president who has uh, reappeared in a certain state of being. I am not going to spoil everything, but it is a treat to see... uh, history played out and and, and 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 recontextualized in the event that uh, certain founding fathers had become vampires it is just it, it really is a very entertaining story and it is just very well crafted so you know it's not for everyone not everyone is down with reading uh, you know some some horror, some body horror, some vampirism. But if you don't mind that stuff, give Philadelphia a try. It is definitely well crafted and a well told
1: story. Okay, that sounds like yeah. I know you've been a you you've been kind of a fan of of, uh, of this book. It's just a great premise to me, mm-hmm. and they
0: followed through on it. And I listened to I, I want to say Rodney Barnes on. I don't think it was uh Word Balloon but I think it was another comic podcast and he had a really great uh you know he really broke it down as to how Hamilton you know uh influenced the creation of the uh, the story and how they have followed through on the uh the the idea of vampires having a role in
1: the founding of the country so cool cool but also, um, if you are of a certain vintage, I'm pretty sure this will impress upon you.
0: Is the me. I'm is the oh. me.
1: I'm yeah, exactly. <laughs> just had to, just had to pop that in there real quick, you yeah, know. Um, but anyway, we should move on to wheel up comic books. You <laughs> just like I'm just going to. Do- shorten it. Turn, turn, turn. (laughs) Tell us the comic that we should review. I don't know which one of us isn't, I don't know which one of us is enjoying this uh, wheel um, (laughs) the most, but I'm getting a kick out of it, honestly. Uh, Teen Titans Academy number three. All right, since we both read this, you can start. Okay. Oops. And I will start by saying that the creative team is written by Tim Sheridan, a.k.a. TimePierce. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, pencils by Rafa Sandoval. Inks by uh, Jody Tarragona. Art by Max Rayner. Um, I feel like there's a note here I should should have put in here but I didn't. Uh, Color is by Alessandro Sanchez and Alex Sinclair and Letter is by Rob Lee. So uh, the only thing I really have to say about this one is it's kind of really, because I kind of skimmed this more than actually read it but it's weird reading this knowing what happens to, in Future State because it, the, it starts off and they're like Wondering who... Oh, wait. What am I doing? Um, sorry. Are you going to your notes? Well, no, there's... Uh, no, something else. Uh, oh, no. Where the heck did I put this stupid thing? God dang it. Um, no, there was a... Um, That's weird. Oh, the covers are not wanting to change like I want them to change. But anyway, uh, it's kind of weird reading this uh, after, and I've said this with anything that has any tie to Future State because it starts off, they're they're like, you know, this is before whatever event happened, which we are, if you've read Future State, uh, this uh, Teen Titans Future State book, you kind of already know what happened uh so knowing and they're still asking and they're asking questions the like who is this person like who's red x and this and, that and the other and we don't want to put these kids in the war but they're war you know we're, we're sending these kids to war and blah blah blah, blah and then and the other but like i said creature is already having so you kind of already know the stuff <laughs> so it's kind of weird to kind of come back and be like hey you know this is this is leading up to that presumably Right, um, it's not even presumable, but it is
0: everything that happened in future state. But I, I know what you're talking about,
1: right? Because you definitely get to the, the the answer of who is Red X definitely comes out there, and I think I've read that uh, particular issue fairly recently. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, all right, um, that's still kind of weird. But in this case, uh, we have, um. An appearance by the suicide squad which apparently there's also a crossover with uh recent interviews of suicide squad probably somewhat you know um not surprisingly there's a suicide squad movie and the the characters that show up are going to be with the exception of one um actually wait in the exception of a couple another thing about it
0: no, I was about to say, with the exception of a few, because I think one of the main you characters, know, the lead of this mission yes. is definitely showing up in the movie.
1: Yes, and the other couple that are with him are definitely not, or that we know of, are not showing up in the... Um, one specifically is definitely not showing up in that movie. <laughs> well, I, I definitely two, I think. Well, know, yeah. Because, because uh,
0: one of them is a, a character from... Let's say the Superman books and one of them is a character from the Batman books. Yep.
1: There you go. So yeah, so they definitely wanted to be like, hey, you know, Subscribe Side Squad and I don't know what's going on in the ma in the subscribe side squad book now, but I do know that the those characters are in there. Uh, and I can't say that I have enough uh care to you know want to read it. Mm-hmm. Even though I know um like, I am kind of curious is the one Superman character? Or, like, why did they get tossed into that mix? You know, especially with their background of not wanting to be subjugated. Like, kind of like they are. Which, like, of a better word, it's not subjugation, but they're kind of being, being drafted, I guess. Right. Um, um, but regardless. So yeah, um, Suicide Squad kind of invades the school, and they they there's a tumble between uh, them and the students uh, for reasons I'm still not sure because like I said, I've kind of skimmed this. Uh, but also there are some some behind the scenes bickering between Peacemaker and Waller, who's you know who, who's got them on a leash. I don't know if you have anything else to kind of to go on with this, but that's pretty much all I got. Okay, yeah.
0: About this book. All right. Well, well. Um, there's a couple of things that uh, you know that that Roddy Cat touched on. You know, the, the there is uh, supposed to be a uh, an agent, you know, uh, a double agent that's uh, in the Teen Titans Academy. That's explored a little bit further. Um, you know that uh, you know that is beholden to Amanda Waller. There's also the fact that there is a character that I'm not that familiar with. Um, that, uh, oh, what is her name? But she's essentially the daughter of Lobo, mm-hmm. and they basically take her off the board in the Teen Titans book in this issue, and tease that she's going to be showing up in a in a book with Lobo
1: in the near future. That is correct. Yeah, that's uh, that so, was announced uh,
0: right. That is Crush, right? Yes. And uh, her adventures are with uh, with with Lobo are going to be Crush and Lobo number one. Uh, coming up in June. So mm-hmm. very soon. So, you know, coming right out of this book, really, they're going to be taking crush on, you know, and that's teased during the book mm-hmm. that crushes uh, being called by the main man himself, not Rocket Raccoon, but uh, Lobo. Yes.
1: Um, oh, also, there was also one other thing I just I did remember, because I think there is definitely speaking of Future State, because I think there are like shades of Future State, which, again, we kind of already know already about it, that get brought up in the, the midst of this book by uh, Raven. So it's 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 kind of weird.
0: hmm. Yeah, I'm still not. Uh, I, maybe I just sh- I should have paid closer attention to Future State. Yeah, I just there were, A lot of that stuff is a little bit of in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm kind of approaching this with as clean a slate. Well, maybe not the cleanest of slates, but as clean a cleanest slate as possible. Given that I probably did, you know, I, I definitely read the the Titans issues of Future State and, and probably promptly forgot
1: them. Right. Yeah. Like I said, if it wasn't for the fact that I kind of read, uh, read the last issue of that, like recently, the old, that's the only reason why, uh, that even got brought up for me. Sure. So, I mean, outside of this, like, I'm also reading like the next Batman, uh, um, book and mm. there's also that the same thing is going on there. It's like, right. like we already know what it's going to be. We're just kind of getting the backstory getting up to that and the only thing I guess you can also about this one like there is a focus on a particular character and because we uh, as uh, Agent 7 kind of said like there is another agent uh, um, there is there is a, another thing that's going on that may or may not have anything to do with t- uh, Future State uh, in that um, one of the students or maybe a couple of the students have um, outside deals going on right um, and the focus is on one of them, who is a young speed. In this case, is a, a speeder who uh, can only um, access the speed's force in spurts, but also does not have the use, use of her legs. Right. Um, which is an interesting premise, um, and we get a little bit, of, get a little bit of backstory on her, a little bit more backstory on her in this issue because we did get a little, like a little piece last issue, but. Right. Um, we
0: see how she's tied in with Amanda Waller. So. Exactly. So,
1: That's it. Like I said, I'm not sure. Nah, nah, the, 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 everything tied to Future State at this point, and that that still has either an ongoing book or a book after the fact, it's kind of a weird thing. It's kind of like Heroes Were Born in that case, because it's like, okay, we're getting the event before what started it. Which I know we talked about before, so we don't necessarily have to to go go back through that and uh, uh, that. But I think this was a, a um, put, This was a, I think they meant to do this, like with this Teen Titans book and with the next, next Batman book, like they kind of and that I guess that Gotham book that also came out last week or whatever the case might be. Sure. Like, hey, this is stuff that's tied to Future State, but we've already seen, you know, the stuff that it's going to be.
0: Well, it's 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 similar to the main Batman book,
1: right? So,
0: all right. No. Well, anyway, uh, in any event, much mm-hmm. next wheel of comic books, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the comics that we should review.
1: Excellent. Oh wait, what happened? That's weird
2: huh.
1: New Mutants number 18. I didn't get a chance to read this. That's all oh, okay. Well, I won't spoil too much,
0: but uh, the creative team on this the book is written by Vita Ayala with art by Rod Rice, um, letters by VC's Travis Lanham. So... This is a book that centers upon Sean Koyman uh, and her uh, history with um, a relative who is she who she's been bonded with. I had forgotten a lot about this story. It does go all the way back to her origin story and her first appearance in Marvel team up, believe it or not. Hmm. Uh, I remember uh, parts of this story, parts of the, her character being developed there before she got to New Mutants. And we get a little bit of a background, and we also see how this plays into the crucible, uh, what is now the, the tradition of the crucible on Krakoa, and how that plays into what Shan, uh, what Xi'an, uh wants to do. Uh, Danny is helping her on this quest, and as a side, A story thread that is continuing to move forward in New Mutants. Scout seeks out counsel from, of all people, Warpath to figure out how she should best confront the other younger New Mutants. The younger generation of Mutants who seem to have fallen under the sway of the Shadow King. And she is looking for advice on how to deal with that. Um, I won't spoil... What is discussed really, but that is the uh, in the broadest strokes, the gist of this issue. It's interesting. It definitely moves several character story stories forward. Gotcha. So yeah, and, out, and I was about to say, and shout out to my uh, New Mutants display that's on my shelf behind me. Oops. So uh, you can check that out on check that out on Instagram at at Agent underscore seventy on Instagram. Yeah. Um, is, uh, uh, Cypher, Doug Ramsey and, uh, Magma in Marvel Legends form.
1: Right. Which I'm sure they're watching this and, and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to get right on that. Sure. Although to make you happy, they've announced the Tigra. Ooh, we did just talk about that. We don't, we didn't get, we didn't mention Tigra though. No, we talked about. I mean, no, I'm yeah, saying, but we had talked about it before. We had mentioned... Right. Like, like,
0: my understanding is that they just announced the Tigra Marvel Legend.
1: Oh, nice. I have to check that announcement. Yay, hey, one more step closer to the, wack, to the OG Wackos. <laughs> not, not to say that you'll see a, a display from me uh, about that, but, you know... Her, I, hey. I was, it wouldn't be her
0: first Marvel Legend. She did have a a, a previous one, but this would be... I think uh, it was announced for the new, the new style.
1: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, question. That speaking of going back to Shian's early days with the Marvel team up, because I know we did do a um, we did talk about the New Mutants graphic novel. Um, in the archive. Uh, and by the way, folks, you can still go back in the archive and, and check that out because uh, we did a um show on the New Mutants uh, graphic novel and Demon Bear, which was before the the movie actually came out, which is right dealing with demon bear which i still haven't seen the movie yet but i'm asking that because did we mention it i feel like we we may or may not we may have mentioned the fact that yeah she uh, that shian came from the marvel team up and because i feel like that might have come up during the course of that graphic novel i I think we mentioned it yeah i was curious about that so okay cool but yeah, check folks, go back and check that out uh, in the archives. Maybe there, there may or may not be a link to that in the show notes. We'll see. Uh, but next up, I believe that's me. I think we'll do one more maybe and then we'll, sure. we'll wrap it. Spin the wheel! It's- Sure. X-Men number twenty also didn't read.
0: Oh no, it's me again. <laughs> Alright. So X-Men number twenty. Let me
1: pull this up very quickly. Did you say the degree? Oh, you did say the of team of uh new mutants. So nope. I yeah, it's a short one because Rod Rice
0: does everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he does the art, so he does the coloring also. So uh X-Men number t- X-Men number twenty is an important issue. So uh, it's written by Jonathan Hickman with art by Francesco Mobili, colors by Sonny go and letters by VC's Clayton Cowell So in this issue we get a little bit of a uh, a tie to some of the Hawks pox things that are going on uh, that, that went on in the in the miniseries and seem to be playing out in the dawn in the reign of X um, uh, era of the book Finally. where, What's that? Finally. Right. So without spoiling too much, it involves Nimrod, who is on the cover,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? And also involves some one of the uh, underlying plot threads that has been slowly um, progressing through the stories from going Pox going forward, which is the story of Destiny, uh, Mystique's wife who has not yet been resurrected because of reasons. Yes. And reasons being that she's a precog. She's a precognitive mutant, and that is her gift. And that was a seed that was planted by Hickman way back when, and it is slowly, slowly coming to um, uh, sprout. Right. So, so
1: she, could, she could basically put the kibosh on, on everything that's going on right now. Quite- so, right, exactly, quite possibly. So ultimately
0: we will we we're starting to get to see that story develop and uh part of that story uh involved what happens in this is, in this issue with Mystique on a mission that involves Nimrod and I won't spoil it because I know Roddy Cat's going to read it. But it is, I think, a very important issue moving forward. And bear in mind that this run of X-Men is about to end because of the Hellfire Gala. As soon as the gala ends, we're getting the new team of X-Men in a new title. Yep. And it's not a new title. It's, it's a new X-Men volume. And right. it's going to be written by Jerry Duggan. So, um, you know, while, while, do you have the in the news Hickman's new title?
1: No, I do not. I can probably find it.
0: Yeah, 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 so in the meantime, I'll jibber jabber for a minute or two while you look for it. But um, Hickman uh, does have the the title for that uh, the 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 previously unannounced X book that he was working on post his run on the X Men uh, titled book. It has been revealed so. Uh, just wanted to let everyone know that if you wanted to see some of the things come to fruition that were in Hoxpox, pick this book up. I definitely recommend it. It makes, I think, a lot of things make sense uh, that that we may not have quite understood back then. Um, now that we're seeing the story move forward, it's you know it's going to prove to be interesting. It's I think a well executed story. Uh, there are some great emotional beats with Mystique. So uh,
1: it is definitely a potential click of the week for me. Mm-hmm. So So it is okay, so I did see something about this and I was like, I thought they would just bring it, it back as an event. Apparently it's called Inferno. Correct.
0: And it's I think it's definitely in the vein of Heroes Reborn, which is it has nothing to do with how the previous Event was laid out, or what the story was. It's just a way of repurposing the title,
1: right? So wait, because I
0: don't think we're going to get nastier. We're not going to get Belasco. We're not going to (laughs) get, you know, uh, uh, the Goblin Queen. You know, but it's going to be something else that is fire related, (laughs) right? So. That's that's how I see things play out. Oh, by the way, I did want to say that
1: New Mutants number 18
0: is also a potential click of the week for me.
1: I enjoyed it. Right. So I do know, uh, I was going to say that, um, well, one, also uh, X-Men is not the only book that is kind of ending, quote-unquote, at least, but X-Men is actually coming back, like you said, is under another volume. I'm not sure about X-Factor because I believe the next... No, I believe this last issue of X-Factor was the last issue of X-Factor going into the... Uh, there's one more
0: there's during one more going, Gala Okay, Gala. yeah. So okay.
1: So there's one more going into the uh, the Hellfire Gala. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hellfire Gala starts
0: next week. All of the 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 June the, the June X books are going to be Hellfire Gala stuff. So as soon as we get our books for next week, we're going to be uh, neck deep in Hellfire Gala stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. So while we're here, and shout out to Tim for this uh, for this article. While we're here, uh, see Jonathan Hickman's a new X, X- Men title this fall. Uh, it says, Jonathan Ryder Hickman is launching a new X-Men series as fall well, with artwork teasing his its title, including including the word Inferno. So I'm not sure if that's actually the the name of the book. And I'm assuming this Krakoan text may or may not have, uh, or that's probably, it's probably spelled out Inferno. But, <laughs> like, who am I kidding? Uh, but it says here, the biggest mysteries of Jonathan Hickman's X-Men era burn away in Inferno. Okay, maybe that is it. Uh, the text reads from Marvel's press release. Inferno and the uh, art underneath it includes images of Pro, uh, Professor Charles Xavier, Magneto, Mystique, and Moira uh, McTaggart, who all play may play a major role in the newest installment in the X-Men's Reign of X initiative. I'm going to say probably not may, because if you've read Hotspots, <laughs> you know that they are definitely the, the major figures... You know, like Mystique aside, but Mystique is probably the wild card in that one because of, um, you know, because of Destiny and her relation to right. Destiny. So, but definitely a major figure in her, in her own right, probably going into this. Uh, but it also says here in this article, aside from knowing that Inferno will deal with many mysteries in- introduced during Hitman's tenure on the X-Men franchise, today's release of X-Men 20 offers some clue as to uh, what this new series involves. So, there you go. And uh, Agent 7 is already kind of going on, so there's no need to actually rehash this because it's kind of, looks like it's going, kind of rehashing some of the stuff that uh, is in uh, X-Men 20. So yeah, there you go. Uh, that is the news of that. Bink. Uh Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to checking out uh, X-Men 20. And I'm actually kind of, sort of, ready to check out the, X- the Hellfire Gala even though I'm not entirely sure, Like, like, okay. I know there's supposed to be like a, a either there's supposed to be a mystery. There's kind of some big world, you know, revelation, or at least uh, as far as the Crows K- 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 dealings in the rest of the world is supposed to come out and this. And I know it's supposed to be like, um, you know, dignitaries from all over the place, like Avengers or whatever the case may be. So there's going to be some stuff going on, likely, right, uh, in and around the gala. But um, yeah, it's finally here after this all not necessarily a big dust-up, but uh, but I mean, uh, um... Um... Talk about it this much, basically.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Alright, so that being the case, unless you got something else on X-Men 20... Nope, nope, nope. Uh, we can go into rapid fire, because we got a lot of books to talk about, so... Yeah, and, uh, there we go. Rapid fire.
0: Rapid fire! Cause we ain't got time to bleed! <laughs> I'm. Really? Going
1: to... I should. I should just pull that sound clip. Do what? Oh, we ain't got time we... to bleed. I ain't got time. I ain't got time to bleed. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm going to go. Wait, how many books you got left? Because i I know most of the books we've read are similar. All right.
0: We can just go through. I was about to say, well, one of us just start and then um, we'll, we'll pick up yeah, whatever can... is left. Yeah, I'll start. You
1: you've start? been the one. Okay. Just... Yeah, you've been the one talking. Um. So I'm going to start, and I'm trying to type at the same time, so this is going to be a little a little bit of a pickle. Uh, but as you can see on the, the screen, Black Widow, number seven is what I'm starting off with. Um, Oh, wait. Oh, wait, that's yours. That's, zip, 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 zip. There we go. So, uh, writer, Kelly Thompson. Pencils by Elena Casagrande. Inks by, um, is that inks or lettering? I can't remember. I'm going to say inks by Elena Casagrande and Elisabetta uh, Damico. Dem- Color artist Jolie Air, Letters by V.C.'s Corey Pettit. So, um... Natasha and Yelena argue over what to do with this kid that they just, uh, they just rescue from this, from this place. And this kid's, you know, special, she's got talent, and plus she's got some powers, apparently. Um, that she's... I'm going to assume she's got powers, naturally, that Widow has in weaponry. Because that's what it kind of looked like. Um but also coincidentally the, the kid's name is named after a uh, um a one, a penis character into a movie that Scarlett Johansson, who also played Black Widow, played the title character of. Right. Co- coincidence? Probably not. Um but also they they end up fighting uh, a bad guy who badly copied Mr Fantastic. <laughs> may or may not be a clone based on what happened to it. Right. So I don't know if you have anything else to go on that.
0: I would just add that uh, there is a guest appearance by an actual member of uh, the Spider Verse. Yes. Oh yes, I forgot about so him, yeah. that. That yes. is an interesting, right? That is an interesting little guest appearance here.
1: Yeah, I thought uh, was cool. putting
0: to use that character.
1: Right. And apparently the uh, the
0: title and, is going and, into uh, the next which one
1: called? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was about to say the title going into the next issue are called Spider Ladies. Or it was, right, and or,
0: or. Right, Definitely a play on, definitely a play on something this character mentions. Mm. And um, the, uh, the, what the call it, The, the, the Gumby guy, the Gumby character yes. that they reference here. The, um, uh, definitely not Mister Fantastic, but uh, definitely in that vein. I'm trying to remember some of the art seemed vaguely familiar. The way they depicted this particular character getting punched in the face.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, this, this series is proven to be pretty entertaining. I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, same here. Same here. Um, You know, especially after that first arc where, you know, it starts off somewhere and then just kind of wipes the board on some of it, but keeps it. But now it's like, hey, she's still in the same place, but and even still having, you know, uh, shades of her former life at that point. Yeah,
0: flashbacks. Yes, definitely flashbacks.
1: So it's like,
0: huh? Still, she's still coping with what happened earlier in the series. We are only in issue seven, so we've only gotten through one arc, Hmm. really. Uh, you know, this is only the beginning, you know, issue six was the beginning of the second arc, so mm-hmm. the first five are essentially that first story, so if you're looking to catch up, you can uh, jump on now and hopefully you can get on the uh, Trade Paperback Wagon or Marvel Unlimited.
1: Indeed. Yeah, it's and it's good, and we know Black Panther, uh, Black, Panth- Black uh, Widow, uh, the movie is coming out soon, and, the, you know, there are a couple of well, obviously, you know there's there's uh, Black Widow and the Elena are both going to be in it, so that is right. also why this uh, this book is kind of focused on those two characters, or on her being with Natasha,
0: right? Being in more of a buddy uh, buddy cop type uh, role, exactly.
1: Which is also a good uh, a good dynamic for them to, as opposed to their former dealings. Uh, but anyway, next up. Uh Miles Morales, Spider-Man number twenty-six uh written by saladin Ahmed, art by Carmen Carnero, color artist David Curiel, uh letters by VC's Corey Pettit. So despite the name of that one clone which apparently does actually may possibly actually mean something in another language that that the, 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 this book addresses. It's still. A- yeah, I was about
0: to say. I think we can trust Solid
1: and Ahmed to, to yes. come up
0: the right, uh, you know, with the with the proper use of it. So right,
1: but it's still a dumb name in the fact that it's just the reverse <laughs> of Miles's name. So the, 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 the I think it's a happy coincidence. to yes, be honest. that's what I was about to say. Um, so it, it just so happened to be a coincidence that that was the case. I'm like, alright. So which is why I'm going to say that um, despite that, and maybe even because of that, like so far, uh, Miles' version of Clone soccer is actually pretty good, judging by this and the last issue um i think that was only uh, the same thing i'm saying was like yeah but although the pretty much main thing is like yeah so he meets up with the, clo- the the with these uh three clones has a fight kind of loses um peter kind of steps in and kind of helps him out a little bit and um and then you know Rightfully so, Miles is like, "I got to find these people. We got to find out, you know." I'll hunt all night, but he, but Peter kind of talks him down and is like, "Yeah, we got to, you know, you got other things you got to do, and this big, you know, just city's big." And he said, "He still hasn't really gone into the fact that, you know, he kind of glosses over the fact that, hey, I've had deals with clones before, but not really got going well, into
0: he, it." What I was gonna say is, that each their 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 respective clone sagas are playing out very differently. Correct. Right. and there's the, the important thing here to 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 bear in mind is that the uh, the the driving force behind uh, Peter Parker's clone saga was the Jackal. Whereas here, it definitely seems like at least at this point in the clone saga, the clone uh, himself, the clones themselves, yeah. seem to be the driving force behind their story, as opposed to the clone, the the person who created the clones. Right, although. Uh, I feel like that's probably
1: going to come into
0: play. That's gonna, exactly. Like I said, that's why I said at this point in the story. Mm-hmm. So that is the main difference and I think that uh Miles's impetuousness of being, you know, being young and and still not uh not necessarily heeding some of the advice that uh, some of the older uh, more more um more more, more polished experienced more experienced yeah, more experienced heroes, you know, and this is this is something that is, uh, you know, kind of become and and this is new for the Marvel universe because you know I've I've said it before, it's a new thing in Marvel to have legacy heroes. So now we actually have this next generation of heroes, kind of learning things with a mix of the hard way and with the mix of uh, taking some of the lessons to heart from their from the or the previous generation. So in this case. We get a little bit of Miles taking Peter's advice, but then not com- taking it yes. wholly and, you know, t- not taking it uh, completely, um, uh, uh, not taking, uh, not not completely uh, taking all of the advice. Let's put it that way. Right.
1: Uh, lastly, know? I will I will say that, yeah, so I know there's a part of this issue that was like, uh, hey, you're all alone. I got my brothers. You don't have nobody. And then this is when Peter kind of steps in, which actually reminded me of like, I do kind of sort of like peter and and miles's dynamic because they have kind of almost become more like brothers i mean obviously they have similar powers and you know uh, granted from different places uh, well from similar but different places and and manifest in different ways in certain in certain aspects but they've kind of come to have some kind of some sort of bond understanding
0: well like i know. said now we have a a true legacy here right. You actually have like someone who is, you know, walking in their footsteps, but they still have the uh, the benefit of having them uh, available for advice and consultation.
1: Right, now, and maybe so, it might be something that might have borne out uh, from the Spider-Man miniseries a little bit more because neither one of them I actually ever read. Cause, okay. Um. So maybe more of that was kind of already set set up there, but I, like I because I haven't read those and I'm seeing it. It was reminded to me in this issue, that mm-hmm. I, that I'm um, that it uh, put me in that frame.
0: But right, it, I mean, it started there, but also it plays out in Spider Verse, correct? Spider Get in mm-hmm. all that stuff where they really have had to work together, and uh, you know Miles being the character that he is now, uh, playing much more of a starring role as a, as opposed to a supporting role. Right. So we have uh, you know at least in this issue, you know it's a it's a good deviation from the way Peter's clone saga played out that's why I had a good time reading this because it yes.
1: didn't have the same beats indeed uh, next up though Beta Ray Bill number 3 I believe we also read yep um, boy I got some typos in this but anyway um, written and art by Daniel that's I before Eve next up, let's see. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson <laughs> color artist Mike Spicer uh, letters by vCS Josephino with Daniel Warren Johnson apparently um so Bill and crew try to get used to scorecobutt's new form while journeying journey, journey and fighting through muscle um, um you know Bill and to butt try to um try to uh, bond I guess over this new form they try
0: to come to they try to come to they try to deal together with scuttlebutt's new status quo right. which is definitely different from what bill is used to right
1: think jocasta um <laughs> hopefully it doesn't well, turn think, out cerebro. The same
0: way.
1: think cerebro well sure that is, yeah i guess danger yeah danger was a yeah
0: yes danger exactly yeah, i guess that think was
1: cerebro a thing. that's true yeah either way but regardless you have a couple of touch touch touchstones on on that <laughs> um so here's the question So the part where Bill and Scuttlebutt are playing table tennis, did you think, wow, so is Bill actually playing Pong? I mean, I know there's not like the, you know, this is the analog version of, but like because he's playing against a computer, is he playing Pong or is he, you know? No, I think it's actual ping pong. I know, I know it is, but I'm just saying, (laughs) like, he's playing with his, he's technically playing with this ship's computer, who, yes, has manifested into a physical form. Uh, because of what's going on in this book, but it's still like, he's playing against the computer. Anyway, never mind, This is just a dumb joke by I me. Mean, anyway, but in other words, uh, so, so, um, um, I don't know if you caught that, but it feels like while they were going through the scuttlebutt was kind of, kind of said something foreboding before she uh, gives Bill his new uh, weapon, which I guess is kind of like Yarnborn, in a sense, but like a um, a more technological version, I guess. Right. Um... Which uh, which, Bill promptly uses arrest along with scourge and Pip, you know, as uh, as they're running through this place, to get right. to Cthulhu land or whatever the hell the end that last page was. <laughs> right, uh, you you hit the nail on the head with
0: that because, uh, well, there's a couple of things I wanted to touch on uh, first. As Scuttlebutt is making their is is uh, making its way into Muspelheim. Because of Scuttlebutt's transformation, mm-hmm. there are new capabilities that Scuttlebutt is exploring here in this issue, and it's just rendered very in a very cool way. And if you know, if you thought um, if you thought that James Stokoe's art was cool and inventive and idiosyncratic, those same words can be used to describe Daniel Warren Johnson's work in this book as well. Mm-hmm. You. Know, they have, they come, they're, they're kind of cut from the same cloth, where, yes. you know, you can definitely see where their attention to detail is definitely not lacking. And uh, while I think Stokos backgrounds are just a little crazier, you can definitely see where they are, as I said, cut from the same cloth. Uh, I think that what. Uh, uh, Warren Johnson is doing with the uh, scourge is kind of fun. It's yes. still very one note, but it's still the note that we're familiar with. Also, and very MCU plays on the character in right. Definitely plays
1: on the characterization from Ragn- uh, Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, and kind of going off of what you were, were saying about uh, the transformation, it is definitely something in, which was a nice touch that so they kind of they've kind of uh, linked it to the fact that well, yeah the um, They've been around Thor and in Asgard and the science and magic, kind of, you know, kind of been a, a part of their dealings so much that it kind of, sort of, still makes sense that oh yeah, sure you go into this room. You no, know, you know, they went into this realm. Although I don't know, it still feels kind of weird, but it kind of makes sense to the fact that hey, yeah, they're journeying through Multiverse, and it was because of that. It's because Asgarder, uh, but kind of had this transformation. But they've been already. But they've been dealing with you know. Thor, and, I mean, yeah, Thor and Asgard, and therefore the the science and magic aspect therein, right. which makes it which makes it kind of make more sense, you know.
0: But it's still cool because it's like a transformer,
1: right? So they even do trans, yeah. They even spell out like transform into one big panel where that happens, or page.
0: Right. Uh, uh, what am I thinking of? Um, well, it's it, it's it's kind of like the helicarrier. It's also kind of like. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, a Gundam isn't it? Is it is it like a Gundam thing where they have something like that that transforms mm, like that? More like Robotech. Robotech, thank yeah. you, thank you. That's see, look, oh, my and my uh, <laughs> my anime uh, uh, blind spot is still large, folks. I'm still working on it. Uh, Robotech is on my list, but Robotech is long and it yes. is on the old side, so oh it's God. kind of antiquated.
1: Yes, but
0: I do plan on taking a look at some of it. And depending but, on which uh, uh,
1: which dub you you are you're in for, it's going to be a slog. Right. So,
0: but uh, you know, I, I'm working on some shorter things now, uh, namely Jujutsu Kaisen and yes. um uh Demon Slayer. Nice. So. But anyway, those those two I am kind of alternating. Yeah. Uh, but uh, getting back to this book though, uh as Rodicat cat mentioned, yeah, there's some some funky visuals on that last cliffhanger page. It's mm. like, "Whoa, okay, what is that?"
1: <laughs>
0: you know, I, don't, I, I almost can hear uh, Shuri yelling out,
1: what are those? <laughs> like, what is that? Pretty much.
0: Pretty so, much. I even took that take. Fun reading this. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely fun reading this. And I think this series has picked up, uh, it definitely picked up in terms of its fun quotient. Um, you know, obviously it starts kind of on a downer with Bill and, and where he is in life and where what, how he's feeling given the destruction of uh, his version of Stormbreaker. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, this is all a, a quest to, to, to have uh, a new weapon forged for
1: Bill. We'll see how that plays out over the next, supposed to be five issues, I think. I believe so. Yes. So um, we have two
0: issues to find out.
1: Yeah. And d- despite what the cover looks like, yeah, none of that happens.
0: Right. What? Although that is a very interesting visual.
1: Yes. Indeed, because especially with what goes on in this book, it's kind of it, there is something that's being rebuilt, or someone as a, someone and something. I guess so. There's a couple of things that's being rebuilt in the in the course of the series, as we can see. And this this cover is definitely uh, evocative of that. Next up, speaking of uh, Shuri, actually Black Panther number twenty five. This is the last uh, issue for this run. And they're in Tanahisi Run Ta-Nehisi Coates' run on the Black Panther. Uh and it goes a little something like this. So the, the creative team is written by Tanahisi Coates, uh art by Daniel acuna and Brian Stelfries, which I could not tell, which I guess was a good thing I well, no, I I no, no! You can't is tell. Is, you no, tell. you can't tell. Yeah, you couldn't. No, I just I can remember. Tell at the end. I know. Yeah, is yeah. That, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to because I was about to say I couldn't remember where where it came in or where it did not, but no, I absolutely do know where 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 that happened. Oh, so it was good to see Stealth crack on the book. Exactly. So I was about to say Stealth kind of does like the epilogue section right. of the story. Mm-hmm. Like it just I had to jog that. But anyway, caused by Danny, Daniel Acuna and Laura Martin. Letters by VCs Josephino and uh it's all come down to this this is one big battle uh to i one would say it it might be lord of the rings in scope some would say um somewhat some may have said on on previous episodes of this show right. <laughs> Well, there's um, elements of Endgame and Lord of the Rings on this, so... Absolutely. So, we get the, the the big fight, and so, the only thing we've had, I think we've had an issue, and we've, we've talked about this a little bit before the show, was that, one, because this was coming out monthly, and two, there was some stuff that kind of was in coming into play and out of play that wasn't sure what the end goal was there in... in uh, specifically where Bass is concerned. And, right. Uh, well, what what
0: Rodicat was getting at is that this book has suffered from delays. You know, some pandemic-related, some maybe not, but, we, you know, uh, it could be art stuff, especially given the fact that it seems like uh, Acuna does the bulk of the story, but then the epilogue part, as I said, is done by Brian right. Um So ultimately, what, what we were talking about was that... Uh, it's kind of hard to figure out what, why some characters are doing what they're doing.
1: Right, but also, but also, I don't want to say suffered because that's not the wrong wrong. But it kind of lingered in the initial Star Wars esque uh, interle- intergalactic story. It kind of lingered there a little long.
0: Oh, I mean, that's another. I was about to say when I say suffered from the the, the pandemic delays. That's one sure. thing. But I think yeah, that's I think what what Roddy Cat is mentioning. I think. Uh, 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 definitely holds water as well because the part in uh, the the what was it the Wakandan Empire the Wakandan mm-hmm. what, what did they
1: call it the Wakandan the Empire Wakandan space the, empire the intergalactic uh, empire of ah, Wakanda that,
0: intergalactic intergalactic planetary <laughs> intergalactic uh, uh, Wakandan Empire that part of the story I think in my opinion and I think maybe Roddy Cat concurs. Uh, I think that part of the story lingered just a little too long and threw off a lot of um uh, put, uh a lot of forward motion readers. no, I was want to say a lot of readers who were trying to follow along mm-hmm. and lost a little bit of track uh, and lost track of where the story was ultimately going to go
2: mm-hmm.
0: but um but getting back to the way this story ends, um you know there you know we are at the climax of the big battle. And we do see that, but as I said, you know when I say suffered, I think it's because I've lost track of what some of these characters are trying to do or what what their purposes are right and, and I think that's where you know the the, the long gaps in, in the story and not really remembering a lot of what was happening in space really is to my detriment in trying to enjoy the
1: story right. And yeah, looking not get me wrong. Like I said, even despite saying that, or at least from for for my part of this, like I still enjoyed this the whole thing. It's just that yeah, like you just said, it did kind of linger too long in the space stuff. And you know, I was and, and I think I even said then like you know what? Sometimes it's not about getting to the end of the line with with stories like this. It's, it's about enjoying the, the uh, journey to and to an extent. That happened, but it still there are cases like we've been talking about with uh, I Amazing mean, Spider Man kind of going just a little longer than it probably should. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't mean you can't still enjoy it. It's just, but it does mean that it's just like okay, we get what's going on here. And we- I mean, part of it is
0: that if you if this is the only book you're reading, you know exactly what's going on. But we read a lot of books. There is that also. So- it's hard to keep track if you're not keeping, you know, if you're not helping us focus our attention, um, you know, month to month or at least story to story, issue to issue.
1: But even if if this was the only uh, book you were reading, it was still kind of because of the delays and because of the lingering and because of the, the, the way this was coming out, it was, it's, I would imagine it's still probably kind of uh, hard to kind of keep up with, and which is where I said the the forward motion kind of got stopped because I'm almost pretty certain <laughs> there are some people who probably stopped reading this book during the course of the space stuff because I'm pretty sure as well kind of far kind of long I'm pretty sure as well, at least from anecdotal evidence, I'm pretty sure that happened as well right, so that being said though, but if you stuck it out, you you got it pretty much of a retreat, but at the same time, like uh, Agent 7 said, like, well, yeah, there's things like, there's things and people that come back into play. And it's like, what is, what was what, what their motivations going under just to end up like this? And like, it's kind of confusing on that point. Um, mm-hmm. But that being said, like I said, it's a, I would imagine this might read better. This whole thing might be reread better if uh, if in trade. That's a collection.
0: I, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I feel yeah, like it was I'm still draggling. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if I might revisit revisit just to see if it makes
1: better sense to me yeah. uh, the second go around. Yeah, that that'll be an interesting thing. And there's also a character that came up that's like I have no idea who where this character came from. Yes, at all. Right at the end. If we're talking about the same one, I don't know if we're talking about the same one, but um,
0: even if we're not,
1: yeah. that means we had similar experiences. Yeah. So but yeah, but but it goes from the battle and goes to the aftermath of it and um presumably where the next volume of Black Panther could go, because we do know there is a new volume coming with John Ridley at the helm uh writing it, uh and a new creative team. So I don't know if they're going to take up what's come out of this or just gonna go through a whole new thing. But we did definitely get an epilogue from from this. Uh, to what end ends up you know, going forward into the, the Marvel Universe at large, or even in this corner of the, the Marvel Universe. Which is definitely some interesting aspects to it, because you know we said the Intergalactic Empire of Wakanda, and that definitely does make the stakes for, you know, make the things for Wakanda that much bigger in scope. As, right. it al- as opposed to what it already was. So... But I did like the uh, I did like this uh, the way it ended. I did like the you know the, the, you seeing the, the like the, the aftermath the kind of in another kind of in-game thing it was like you kind of see where pretty much everybody is at this point and uh, you know where they are so that's kind of good and I kind of like the what sees a little bit more of that, but I know we probably won't like we see some characters in various parts of uh, Wakanda doing things, and it was cool to, cool to see. Uh, but that being said, uh, we're supposed to be rapid fire, so let me get back on track and say, "Robin Number two is the next book, and I believe you also read this. Yes. Uh, written by Joshua Williamson, art by art and cover by Gleb Melnikov, and colors by Louise Guerrero. Guerrero, I guess. I think I might have uh, typoed that one. Hold but, on, let
0: me see. Robin, 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 Robin. Uh, colors by Louise Guerrero. Okay, so and I And letters right. and letters by ALW's Troy Pateri, which made me laugh because oh, there's another company uh, know, in right? addition
1: to Visual Comicraft. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I totally forgot about it. And I, and I started thinking A N W, like the root beer, but um. <laughs> So anyway, um, but at the events, I thought you were going to say AEW, the wrestling company. Oh no, no, you know good and well I wouldn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> you know good and well I wouldn't go there. Um, but after last uh, issue, and uh, Damien and receives well, the the business end of an MK Fatality.
0: Exactly. You know, at the at the end of last issue, we have a pretty dramatic cliffhanger.
1: Right, but uh going into this one which is kind of funny because the same thing i said before i even read that part damon wakes up and get hips gets hipped on to the place where the turn this tournament that he uh has been invited to is being held as if the name wasn't obvious enough as to what was going on but he you know he had that told to him so he's on i think what is it called um lazarus island i believe it was called correct so if you know anything of DC history and and anything about the Lazarus pits it does definitely have something to do with this but there's caveats to that apparently because of this tournament this is kind of almost a mortal combat tournament but with well the story of mortal combat is kind of stupid and crazy anyway so the, 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 it could it could go some of the same lines and you would not blink an eye about it probably but um but starting to know because so last issue Damien kind of went in half cocked and got himself killed. And then uh, and the Ravager's there to kind of tell him what's going on with the thing since he was dead when, when, uh, the, when the rules were being explained. And Damien, being the little snit that he is, just kind of, uh, all right, I'm leveling the playing field and just getting everybody, you know. Uh, and then, so then, so I guess mostly everybody's on the same page as far as the number of deaths you can get during this tournament. Because apparently it's like three strikes and you're out, actually. And your soul has to stay on this island. Um, again, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> you know, uh, type. Uh, but you can leave before that, if, you know, after your first, uh, you, after you take your first L. So I'm very curious, and I think this is supposed to be an ongoing. So I'm very curious as to where this is going to go for Damien. Um, uh, not just in this arc, but after this arc goes goes on, because this is kind of coming after he's like. I quit, you dad, and I'm not going to be a Robin anymore. But apparently, they're still calling them that in this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, there are some other characters that are pretty much brand new to this that are get that have some very speaking of video game as names. Um, yes, uh, character names uh, and and bios apparently. So I was like, all right, including a, a Deathstroke knockoff, which Ravage is already there, but I'm not saying she's a knockoff. I'm just saying. <laughs> they pretty much red tooled us If you know the, 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 they they pretty much red tooled um, Deathstroke. I don't know if it's the same character. I doubt it, but mm, it is what it is. So yeah. It's- well, actually, get the cam the, the, in the, uh, in the caption, you have,
0: uh, Ravager making the description, and yes. it's very, you know, there's a very much an in joke. Yes. In her description. So that's there. And also, uh, one character who is, uh, uh, introduced or reintroduced in this issue, who makes a cameo appearance in the first issue just based on appearances alone, right. but is made, uh, much more, uh, whose introduction is made much more clearly in this issue, uh, without spoiling too much, it is, uh, another prodigy, uh, another, um, protege, not prodigy, but pro- right. could be prodigy, but protege of one Oliver Queen. Yes. And so- yeah. That and, character is here as part of the tournament.
1: Right. And that was now actually if you don't pay attention to the news cycle, you know that that was a thing that they've kind of talked about in the news cycle leading up to um this book coming to right. coming
0: out. So But they make a point of not not pointing out other than a quick image of him in the first issue, but here they actually say, "Boom! Here right. is a contender."
1: Right. But and they this- also make it. But they also make it sound like that he's pretty much the main rival. Maybe because maybe he is, and maybe that's not the case. But they may kind of play it out to where like this is going to be the big thing, and it's probably going to be the big first fight, which it kind of sort of wasn't. But nevertheless, yeah, they are like I uh, said. There's like, hey, here is the kind, here is the character, big and bold now. So, and we are definitely going to see. Uh, what's going to happen with the so Joshua Williams, from not mistake in sticking is the one that just finished up on Flash, correct? I think so. So I would expect if, like Flash, this this arc is part may possibly go a little bit longer than five or six issues. I don't know that much, but I I feel like if he's going to try to uh, do something with it, and we'll see. You know, like I'm I'm still on board with this book right now. So far, the the premises, as far as the turner is concerned, is kind of. Still got me interested. Put it
0: that right. way. Right, it's fun. I, I I like how it's written. I'm going to be keeping up with it as well. I wanted to ask you real quick before we moved on what ma- what manga is are they referencing?
1: Uh that's a good question. Um, because I did notice that, and I thought there was something that somebody he met that just did their own did their, did their own drawings or whatnot or a manga, but I I'm not entirely sure. I no, I think it's, it's supposed to be a reference to an actual manga. I right. think I have to yeah, I, I have to go back and check that out because I didn't like I I did notice that, uh, but I wasn't too sure about what it was: because uh, there's you know manga and anime kind of have similar names, or it could have been just so the names that kind of got brought up could have been from or the things that kind of got got brought up could have been from any anime you know, or any manga. Exactly. At, at, at this point especially specific types of uh of uh anime so i don't know i will i will um i don't know i'll look into that um but it's next definitely it definitely feels like something I've, I've seen before i just don't i just don't really place it you know uh but anyway next up uh let's see teenage mutant ninja turtles the last ronin number 3 so uh as i get the um the, the thing here bloop there we go so this is um this is a mini series uh, if the, the title alone doesn't tell you anything then i don't know what to tell you but it's been coming out every two months on purpose for what reason we still don't know <laughs> and that's probably kind of the a shame. Art. it's probably the art that yeah, there is a lot going on in this book, and there is a lot of pages also. Um, so yeah, that is quite possibly the case. It is. I would rather that it come out every two months than every however many months. You know. <laughs> you mean like a uh, like a it's watch out regularly? I mean, you're right, but at the same time, it's it's already hard, especially for us. But not for people who are just like I know at least one person who's reading this as one of the only other main books that they've been reading. And they've been excited for to to um, to to read this, but the fact for for them, it's coming out every two months is kind of a bummer, you know. Uh, But but even for us who read a lot of books, it's kind of hard to keep track of what's going on with it because of the fact that it's coming out every two months.
0: Right, that's the other side of the coin.
1: So that being said, though, uh, luckily I read issue two uh, (laughs) like uh like the day before this. Because I don't remember if I had read it at the time. I know I, didn't, I know when we talked about it, uh, I hadn't read it. I don't think either one of us had, now that I think about it. Uh, but regardless, let me go ahead and get to the uh, creative team. Story by Kevin Eastman, Peter Layard, and Tom Waltz. Script by Tom Waltz and Kevin Layard. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Eastman, excuse me. Uh, layouts by Kevin Eastman. Pencils, inks by uh, Esau and Isaac Escorza. Colors by Luis Antonio Delgado and letters, well, letters by Sean Lee and edits by Bobby Kurnow. So, we basically... Well, a couple of things that happen. So, spoiler alert. I'm just going to spoil this right now. The last rowing means there's one turtle left. And this is kind of... It must be in a future, future time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still not going to spoil which turtle it is that is the last one left. It's not the one you would expect... Uh, which, which is, is kind that. of a spoiler in that, in, in, in a sense, but yes,
0: ultimately, right. But ultimately, uh, this issue fills in a lot of the blanks that we have been dealing with up to now in, in reading this. Right. Where in the first two issues we see what has happened in the future. But this issue really does an excellent job of filling in several of the blanks Mm -hmm. as to how we got to where we
1: found this last Ronin turtle at the beginning of the series. Right. There is an event that happens that we got shades of in the last issue, uh, but didn't get any actual info on. That all comes out here and what happens to another one of the turtles. Because it seems like going you know from each, from issue to issue we find out what happened to each of the turtles outside with the exception of the first issue like we right. definitely find out what happened to one of the turtles last issue uh... we found out what happened to another one of the turtles this issue and um... and i will go ahead and go ahead and surprise that i'm not surprised that the first one that got taken out was the well assuming that the chronologically chron- chronological um... chronologically is is set um... As who did what, then I'm not surprised by the who the first one was that got got. <laughs> Put it that way, it's not surprising if you even seen the movies. If that and that's yeah, all you know. Yeah, I was
0: about to say. I think uh, it kind of tracks with the very first movie as well.
1: So. Yep. Uh and, and apparently they played that they replayed that sort of storyline in uh um in a, a couple, in a storyline or two from past years. So that's kinda of funny. Either way, um that being said, like there and there is another event that happens that like I said, we got shades of last issue and we get the full extent of in this uh issue and what happened to a couple of characters uh their end But also getting what's going on in the now and another character that we get introduced to No, do we get introduced to this character, the the um, the daughter? Yeah, that was this issue. No, the daughter, we got in the first issue. Well, we saw her in the first issue, but we didn't get anything about her in the last one. And
0: in the second issue, we got a lot more. Yes, yes, yes. and we get a lot more here. We actually get her literal origin story here. Yes, Um, and uh, you know, and, and and we're dealing with the daughter of one of the main. Uh, side characters, let's say. Yes, and And, that side uh, character
1: has been very busy during this whole time, Uh, in addition to...
0: Let's say two of the main side characters. Yes. And this particular side character, as Roddy Cap mentioned, has been very busy um, teaching... And, uh, uh, well, learning uh, very technical things. Right. Oh, man. Talk
1: about us not spoiling anything by dancing around the raindrops. Right. And if you know anything, because even if we say it about this character, and, and you know, even if you know them from the cartoon, uh it was like, we know them for doing a specific thing and kind of slowly getting into some things with the turtles, but not to the extent that she does here. Oops, I just... Right. Oh no! There's a spoiler. Nah, no, not really, because there's a bunch of there's like a few. There have been a few female characters in the, but I think this is kind of coming off of like the original stuff and not the stuff that came later.
0: So anyway, yeah, it's not Jenica, so. right? It's not Jenica.
1: It's not one of the other mutants. But you know what? Well, you get the point. We ain't got to say no more. That being said, right. uh, I'm still enjoying this book. You know, I am the, too. It's a lot of fun. Yes, you know, I, I'm looking forward to the next one, even though it's going to be two two months month because I really want to see what happened. to... Like, we we see what's happened to where this last turtle is, you know, uh, why the last turtle is the last turtle, but we're also probably going to see what's going to end up happening to them uh, at the end of this, I suspect. And I believe this is only five issues. I think so, too. So, if you are, you know, if you're old-school Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans and kind of like a little gritty, you, you might enjoy this. Like, this is kind of basically like all, along the lines of those Marvel at the end uh, issues but right. in, in miniseries right. form. Exactly, exactly. This is a this is not a surprise potential click
0: of the week for me. I've got a bunch this week. There were a lot of good books to read this week.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of them that I've actually... Yeah, Better Ray Bill was one of mine. Uh, Black Widow was also one of mine. Um, this this one for sure. That Robin also was also one of mine. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's been some good stuff this week. And there's a lot more that we haven't even touched on that we neither one of us has read that seemed like it might be uh, some potential stuff that we just hadn't gotten around to. Because there's a lot of books that came out this week. Yeah, um, we had
0: a lot of reading to do this week, folks. All right, what's
1: next? of my last book is, which I think is probably one of yours too. You might have another one more than I do. Maestro of War and Packs number five, which is the last issue of this uh, miniseries. I did read that too. Uh, spoiler alert! There's going to be another one. <laughs> Apparently, this is a part of a trilogy that Peter David. Right, and which, Mar- was,
0: which, 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 which surprised me, but didn't surprise me. Yeah,
1: it didn't surprise I me. Was it, At the end, I was just like. Oh, of course it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't surprise me no way. I was like, yeah, sure, okay. Because even going into halfway through, and so basically the gist of it, oh, as a matter of fact, let me get the, um, do you have the creative thing? I'll
0: do it, I'll do it. Okay. So it's written by Peter David, with art by Javier Pena and Herman Peralta, mm-hmm. colors by Jesus Abertov, and letters by VCs Travis
1: Lanham. Basically, yes. So the gist of this is, hey, there's been another figure, uh, uh, uh vying for the uh the the top spot in maestro land uh and that is one dr doom uh and their meeting and subsequent battle is pretty much played out in the first part of this book or, or ah, but
0: parties. there is a the little twist. Yes, there is a twist. The twist is spoiler alert: they were not exactly opponents at the beginning. That is correct. When yes.
1: this character appears in this miniseries, but it was but it, but even knowing that it was inevitable, that like of course what was going to happen because you kind of seen this in early issues of this not only earlier issues of this um, um, uh, miniseries but early issues of these miniseries. Because you've seen Banner, aka the Maestro, kind of, you know, act like he's um, he either the fights this person and was like, okay, no, I don't want to fight him and then get Buddy buddy Buddyman, or he's like, hey, let's do this thing together and then ends up double crossing him. Mm-hmm. It. And it also, this all uh, sets up, you know, this is before the um, uh, Hulk Future Imperfect. So if that's not needed to be said, that should be said there. We've talked about it in the past, talking about this. So this is everything leading up to there, um, but, and which means that that future still technically is still set in iron, which means obviously if, uh, if um, and I think the Wasteland stuff that we've also seen. So the, um, yeah, I was about to say, I'm not thought. so sure about the Wasteland stuff. I still think, because, I still believe it's in the old man your Logan universe. I because, still believe that.
0: Well, no, because uh, what's one And we can argue back and forth. that I'm pretty sure the maestro that they pulled in was not from their timeline. Mm. That mm. I think where the twist comes in, and I, I think that's where the where where in my mind the the confusion lays. But yeah. you know, in any event, uh, you know uh, there are a couple of cool things that pop up here in this issue. Um, something that I don't think we've ever seen Magneto do, but so it yeah, would serve to you know it 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 would seem you know it would
1: seem to be something that should have happened before, but we had never quite seen it done this way. But in a Batman-like factor faction, Doctor Doom probably would have been like, "I've foreseen this, and therefore I'm using plastics for my armor because I feel like that has been done before."
0: Right. So you know, but ultimately, when 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 that happened, I was like, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's novel." Right. But. At the end of the day, um, we do have, <coughs> excuse me. We do have a few steps towards future imperfect, as we said or as Roddy Cat said earlier, as well as the development of um, the next series, which is called the Maestro World War M, <laughs> coming soon.
1: Yes, because if that doesn't evoke any, uh, any other um, past uh, Hulk uh, event, I don't know what will. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, we still, once again, I'm going to put together that we still don't know to what end that all, any of these uh, miniseries are coming out, coming out of. Outside of the fact that, A, it could be because of, it is Marvel's 80th anniversary and they just wanted to do some of this stuff. Right. To, or whether there's maybe something else that's going to come out of it that may be playing play into some "quote unquote" present Marvel stuff that they're, they're trying to do. Like I feel like some of these are, have been done for yeah. reasons outside of not just doing just just to have them done.
0: Well, I was going to say they wanted to throw Peter David something. Um sure. you know, because he probably
1: just needed to churn out something. But I mean, and, but, but he yeah, is because uh, he's doing X Men Legends, he's doing other stuff. But yeah, I get yeah, what you're saying.
0: What he's doing is what he's doing is period specific. Right. He's not doing stuff that's, like, brand new. He's dealing with stuff that is set in a certain time. You know, uh, uh, he's working on stories that were told in a certain time period. But so, are still actually brand new, though. Because you can right. think about the experience and stuff and, and right. this. Right, they're based off of things that, you know, that, that, that happened back in the 90s. So. Sure,
1: and, and I know there's been something I said, like, yeah, maybe this stuff that could have been, like, on the table back then but just never really got done. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that maybe had scripted or something. We don't, yeah, we don't necessarily know. But I am still pretty, pretty much on the the uh, table of uh, maybe this is going to lead to something outside of another miniseries in the same thing that that they're going to be doing in the Marvel present, or maybe it could be you know like the, or the anniversary stuff because it is Marvel's anniversary this year, so we don't know.
0: It's wild because you know this trilogy is going to be out, and if it is a five issue trilogy uh Roddy Cat may be able to hold off <laughs> on reading Future Perfect until the end of the year.
1: Yes, cuz I did say <laughs> last uh last the last time we talked about this book that I was going to read uh Future Imperfect, which is only two issues as, as Agent 7 keeps telling me. Uh um, <laughs> uh but and i had of doing that this year but this this before this happened but it it, i I got um things happened happened so but regardless of that so yes Age of 70 was what i was actually thinking of that because i was thinking before reading this issue like well that was going to be it and there was going to be no more of these and and of course there's another uh miniseries happening so i I still got time i gotta reprieve
0: they t- they totally <laughs> hid that from us. It is not something that we saw in previews, right. you know, at all. Although we are only going out to I think July previews now, right. so they might be adding this to July, or it might just show up in August, and then we get August, September, October, November, December. Possibly. So we get we get the last uh, Maestro miniseries issue coming out at the end of the year. So, like I said, maybe Roddy
1: Cat has till the end of the year to read that. So yeah, yeah, but yeah, um. Right. Like I said, there there's a rhyme or reason that we don't know about. it. Even if there isn't a rhyme or reason, then it is what it is. I guess because there it has been good. They're, that being said, they have been good, good reads. If like I said, I kind of would like to know if they're going to lead to something. All right, other other than Hulk future imperfect. Well, other than yeah, I passed event that has already happened. Yes. Um, yeah, that being said, that is it for me. So what you got? If you got anything.
0: Well, we already covered Philadelphia on the wheel. We covered.
1: Uh new mutants on the wheel. So no, I'm done. Oh, okay. So we're both done. As a matter of ah, fact, I done. totally forgot. That's awesome. Yeah, this, it doesn't always happen that way, folks. Um in fact, what the one thing I forgot to do is that and put it in the last book. So that's to cover the last book. So now we're going to clicks of the week. Week, week, week. Clicks
0: of the week. <laughs>
1: Uh, we have a couple of clicks of the week from, which is in a rare occasion, from both of our absent <laughs> uh, co-hosts. Uh, it, w- it would either be one or the other, but you no, know, they're, they're busy folk. So you know, uh, from Dirt, we got Batman Superman eighteen for him. He says he thought, wait, um, oh, is this uh Jin Yang? Yes, Jin right, Wen thought, Yang. Yes. Okay, uh, he thought. Um, Yang was going to wrap it up but he tossed in an 11th hour monkey wrench that added another fun twist to the story and that's from Dirt Uh, and from Tim he got Robin number 2 which I'm not surprised by actually Um, because one it was fun and two we know that we uh, know know Tim is a fan I believe Mm -hmm. Uh, is a Damian Wayne fan I believe if I'm not mistaken so yeah it was a, definitely was a good read, so it is definitely a potential click of the week for both of us. Um, so there is that. Do you have yours? I am thinking
0: because, as I said earlier, I've got a lot of potential candidates to mm-hmm. sort through this
1: week. There was a lot of fun reads out there. Indeed. Um. I'm, while, you're, while you're thinking about that, there's a couple of them I kind of want to get to that we didn't get to that I am curious about. I don't know whether they're going to be actually good or not, but there's a couple of them that I am that I'm um I'm probably gonna read sometime this weekend, hopefully. Um uh Star Wars Darth Vader, number twelve, which is Oh, oh that's right. Those are your intended reads. Right. Um, which was which is uh, again, for some strange reason Darth Vader is being tied into this uh war of the uh, it's a it's a Star Wars line wide thing, so I know that, so don't at me on that. But I'm just saying Star Wars I mean Darth Vader is getting pulled into this war of the bounty hunters thing. Which I guess you can kinda of get, but right, so they're making
0: all of the current Star Wars books essentially happening in the same timeline.
1: Yes. Uh, Dr. Aphra also came out this week, also a part of that.
0: Right. So they're all happening in that time period. Mm-hmm. Like the post like post empire pre Jedi. Correct. So Got it. and, the, okay. and, the, and the, <laughs> That's such a good idea. I'm gonna is. be honest. That is such a good idea.
1: But it but but it's weird. So basically the premise is, hey, guess what? Um Boba Fett's take... This is pretty much what happened um, from when Boba Fett gets... Uh, or after Boba Fett gets uh, Han Solo in Carbonite to him finally getting to uh, Jabba's palace on Tatooine. So this right. is kind of a thing that happens in in that. and Which means there are a whole bunch of uh, interested parties. And uh, obviously our crew of Misfit, uh, our crew of Rebels... You know, trying to find him at the same time, so you can understand why they, you know, it. The premise is weird, but I mean, it's not weird. It's good, but it's also kind of like it's centered around Han being a and Carbonite. That's kind of crazy. But I know that is a story that I'm pretty sure some people, you know, kind of want because yeah, you know, he got there from somewhere, but and you would think like, nah, it was just a cut and dry. You know, Boba took him from. From Cloud City, just straight to a thing, to a thing, but so things could also happen in between, which apparently mm-hmm. this happens. And something something that uh,
0: yeah, exactly. Apparently, a lot happens. Yes. But what? I, but but my only point in, in in saying what I said was, I think it's such a great idea for them to tell those stories, those volumes of the Star Wars, the Afra, the the Vader books, mm-hmm. in that same timeline.
1: Oh, totally, and they're good books separately, I, so they? that
0: they can tie in. And right. I think that's. You know, that that that's the best idea they could have had. Yeah, you know? totally.
1: I mean they've had they've had a wide. they've had a shorter line wide um uh event happen and that one was kind of like I have no idea what the, the what this is supposed to be doing. And you could all kinda of sort of say that it all you know how events play out. And you know, you know the endpoint, but it's still kinda of sometimes good to see, hey, here's what happened all along the way of some of this stuff. You know, got or it. here's how this character got this thing. All right. Um, but yeah, so we I haven't have, read these yet. And uh, and, and, I, and I guess um, uh, Age of 70 uh, was right. going to offer. I'm
0: still thinking about my potential click of the week.
1: That's fine. So we did our two from our co host, right? Yeah, we did do those. Um, also, My Little Pony Transformers uh, 2 number 2 is also out this week. I haven't read that, but I am I have a crazy curiosity about that one because I read that first one and I'm a sucker uh, for these stupid crossovers with Transformers. Um that aliens book out. I don't know about that one because I hadn't read neither one of us had read any of the, the that book. The alien um franchise one. Um that reptile book came out this week. Um
0: Yeah. I I I tried looking at it, I was like, oh, I don't have time for this.
1: Yeah, I was like, Maybe I'll get to it, maybe I won't. I don't know. Um A seventy kinda got to the Heroes for Born Tie In books, but I did not. Um oh. But yeah, other side, the other history of DC Universe also came out this week, um, which I don't think you, you like, apparently you didn't get a chance to.
0: No, I did not get a chance to read that. that that's, I mean, I've been keeping up with that too. I, I remember last, last month was Katana. Who is it? Yes. This
1: one? Looks uh, like Re- Re- Renee Montoya question. Okay. On the cover. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it's going to go through both questions or if it looks like Renee Montoya question is on the cover, on the cover gotcha 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 um, gotcha weird enough so i don't know if these are out this week uh there's two transformers book that Comicsology had but but comics list or um or uh the or, or diamond had on on their listing so i don't know if either one of these are actually out and that's why i did not read either one of those because Transformers was number 30 do do first huh were they digital first or something like that? They never are. This, is, this would be the first time that that would be the case. I'm just
0: saying. I, you, yeah. know, that's, you know, that's that, that's one reason why, you know, hey. th- that that stuff happens when
1: it comes to right. comics mm. and Diamond. You know what I mean? Mm. And even Comixology has it where it's like print and digital on the same day. So I don't know what the – maybe it was mislisted or something or I, I'm not sure. Uh, no, but, but yeah. Comixology is selling it, so that, that this is I, I saw those out there. But Transformers number thirty and Transformers Beast number four, number four, Beast Wars number four are both out uh, on Comixology Right, so. but we don't have copies of them, right? I do, but no, we did not no, You know what I mean? Like no, 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 no. We no, we did not get one in the box, but I, I, right. I went and got a copy because I did see them out there. I gotcha. Um. Star Wars, you know, I'm not going to go to the rest of it, but there's some stuff out there. I'm, I'm kind of also still starting the production, still trying to figure out mine, but I think I'm actually probably just going to hail Marriott and go you're with Vader Ray ta-
0: Which tra- What were the Transformers titles you were talking about? Because uh, it
1: tra- doesn't look like they were on IDW. They're on IDW, right? Right. They're
0: not uh, out next week either.
1: I know. I, I checked out all that. Like I said, the only place I've seen uh, it out is Comixology, which is weird. Because normally, like I say, the print, and they, and they usually come out print and digital the same day right so but um transformers number 30 and transformers beast wars yeah. number four
0: wow not this week or next week that's yeah. really that's that's weird yeah i know that was it like that's why i was like it, yeah it would be one thing if it was supposed to be this week and then they just messed up and it comes out next week but right you know just out of curiosity i clicked on next week on diamond and it's not there wow right
1: and i did the same thing on comiXology and there so i was like um okay that's kind of crazy but again like i said Comicsology has it so they're selling it for whatever, right. whatever reason um, Strange Adventure I stopped on Strange Adventure I was like you know I, I thought it could have been something but I, I maybe I'll go back and check some of that out
0: alright so let me think uh, um, I think I'm going to go ahead and go to
1: uh, Beta Ray Bill number 3 though nice oh, that's a good
0: choice man mm-hmm. that is a good good choice yeah
1: uh
0: you know what? I'm probably going to throw a curveball, and I'm going to go with Heroes Reborn number four oh, nice. because I just had such a great time looking at Stilko's art and that great Doctor Spectrum. That that Doctor Spectrum story was so crazy. Yeah, because they they have altered the characterizations of these Squadron characters to fit into the Squadron Supreme of America framework. Mm-hmm. And you know they made they've made Doctor Spectrum into like this like. Super militant, uh Hal Jordan. You know he's like super. You know, and they're all like very much America first, yes. America elitist. You know, like I, I only thought that was Hyperion, but it's also Doctor mm-hmm. Spectrum. It's all of them.
1: Yeah. No, it was. I, it, 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 in a way, it was kind of blurred too. It was less so blurred, but you still, you still see shades of it.
0: Right. Exactly. There's shades of it, but it's so strong with Spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's still strong with Nighthawk, too. Yes. So and. Hawk is in the next issue. He's going to be highlighted in the next issue. So yeah, I'm going to go with Heroes Reborn, number four because I just really enjoyed that Lobo take on Rocket. I yes. thought that was a ton of fun.
1: Yeah, it was, yeah, that whole uh, from what I skimmed through, that whole thing was uh, the and the fight between them. Like I said, like I said earlier, I wouldn't mind seeing like a mini series with them just kind of going at it every now and then, of like like wily and Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner type situation where they're just running right. up on, on each other, um, or one's running up on the other. I guess in that case. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, fun to kind of go through. I'm definitely going to give that a deep read, um, probably after this and the, and the couple of tie-ins too, just for giggles. Got it. Uh, got it. Got it. That All right. being said, yeah, we're going to move on to the new section, but first an ad read.
0: Our first ad read of the night is for Blue Apron's meal delivery service. Blue Apron, fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron, always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today. And now we get into...
1: The news. Whoops And we start off with the cinematic news as we do every week. About this time, we actually should. Um, I have to remember this for next week going forward. Um, questions? If anybody has questions in the chat, if you are if you are out there, you can you know in the Twitch chat or the YouTube chat, which we'll be watching, and also on Twitter um, at our respective. Um, Uh, uh, Um. uh, Um. Pages.
0: Uh. Our respective handles. Yes. On Twitter.
1: We actually need to get the CB Cron one so that we could kind of get that one. I mean, we can see it, but we don't. You know, we probably won't need. We could just just look. Yeah, we could just look at it. Regardless of cinematic news. Uh, Uh. Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic reportedly no longer in active development. No surprises. (laughs) <laughs> uh, one of Lucasfilm's many Star Wars projects has been reportedly shelved uh, to, according to to variety Rangers of the New Republic is no longer in active development at the studio it is unclear if the studio has been put on indef- excuse me, indefinite hiatus or will return to Lucasfilm's slate sometime in the future a reason for the move was not given uh, however if you remember uh, fans and friends um a certain person running their mouth on social media who was not doing themselves any favor by talking a bunch of uh, conservative yang one Gina Carano uh, well I mean I don't think in this case it was but I remember it was, it was some yang regardless um, regardless of what was surrounding it uh, but she got fired and she was supposed to be the crux of that show um, and uh, so now it's not so Despite there not being any reason given, that's probably part of the reason that they're not saying exactly. Although, weirdly enough, they didn't have to cancel, they could have just been like, All right, well, we'll give it her character, and you know, we got other people like they, those two um, X Wing pilots, they could have centered around. We don't, you know, you know, that from The Mandalorian uh, that they could have gone with, or they may have had something to do with it. Regardless, there's something they could have done, and maybe they are. We don't know. Next up. Next
0: up. So uh, Lucasfilm clarifies the Dave Filoni promotion, which caused the stir on Twitter. So uh, the internet got very excited when Lucasfilm's website updated Mm -hmm. the title of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and The Mandalorian's Dave Filoni to executive creative director of the studio. But it turns out he's been in the role for quite some time, and it just took until now for some poor schmo who does web development to make the website reflect that. Right. And I so, don't know if
1: in recent interviews with him, they have been, they probably have been using that title and nobody really blinked an eye until it actually somehow came out on social media or just came out this way. Right. Okay. So that's kind of funny. Um, but congrats either way. You know, well-deserved. Man's been doing some, some shit, some great shit with those uh, with those uh, shows. And the uh, update. Still haven't watched uh Bat Batch and there's a reason for that, and I'm still but I have started my rewatch back up, so I'm halfway through season six. Because and there's a reason for that, because there is because there was a, a little wrinkle that I totally forgot about, um, that I think doesn't happen until season seven. Uh that kinda sorta directly ties to the Bat Batch with one of the characters, and I was kinda curious about it. So I was like, that's why I was, I started doing Bat Batch and was like, let me stop once again. Anyway, <laughs> next up. Listen, there are so many times when I am the one behind, but this is one of those times when I'm not. Yeah, you know. you know. Go figure. Uh, All right. Um, I up. Uh, t- 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 no, I believe this is me.
0: <laughs> oh, you have WandaVision? Okay, yep. good.
1: Um MCU Scarlet Witch has the power to travel to other universes, uh, confirms Elizabeth Olsen. So apparently, uh, let's see. This is that phase four. Wanda's hex. Oh, yeah, yeah. One division. One division. One division. Um, boy, I hate when these articles kind of like to talk about stuff that we already know about before they get to the gist of the article. During her first, during her recent appearance on the Hollywood Reporter's award chatter, uh, Olsen casually revealed that Wanda, quote unquote, has a few fun powers. You know, telekinesis she can travel between universes you know dot 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 unfortunately the actress didn't expand on the information perhaps realizing that she may have revealed a little bit too much uh, especially considering that it's not exactly hinted at during WandaVision. I mean telekinesis maybe I mean she's magic so sure there might be a four minute off of that but I wouldn't call it I can't say I would call it telekinesis in that form, like what you've right. seen, and Not the yeah, not the way we think of, right? Like not in a Gene Grey Professor X type manner,
0: right? Well, yeah. Professor X doesn't even have telekinesis. Why yeah. I thought,
1: no, I thought he did,
0: but he just doesn't use it. Nah, no, Gene Grey, yes, yeah, but, but I can assume, um, yeah,
1: X, uh, Professor X had it; he just never really used it. You know? but uh, yeah,
0: but anyway, no, but in any it. event, you know, Roddy Cat Roddy Cat's point is valid because it's just a way, it's another way of thinking about, you know, the ability to move things with your mind, not necessarily being tele- telekinesis, you know. Right. Yeah, she's doing so, it with magic. So. Exactly, exactly. So, but in in any event, moving on, mm-hmm. Sebastian Stan says he'll play Bucky as long as Marvel will let, will let him and he knows a good thing when he sees one apparently.
1: I mean, he had uh, a nine-picture deal. So, this man was like, I'm a, uh, I'm here for it. Regardless right. Of whether he knew what was happening what, what was going to happen with his character or not. Exactly.
0: So, speaking on the Just for Variety podcast, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier actor admitted he has no idea how much longer his time in the MCU will actually last, stating it's not up to him. He doesn't make these decisions as long as they'll keep calling. He's there. Uh, he doesn't know. Uh, you know, he gets old, too, like everyone in the world. He ages, so he doesn't know what that means. But maybe it doesn't mean anything. He has no idea. He's just going for the ride.
1: Yes, he's just going to start looking more and more like Mark Hamill, maybe. <laughs>
0: So wait, so nine pictures. So let's do a little bit of math. Nine pictures, right? Uh-huh. So we've got, um, because he's already done a chunk. He's done a chunk. He's done at least five. Avenger, yeah. Right. First Avenger, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. Civil War, mm-hmm. right?
1: Infinity War, mm-hmm. Endgame, Game. Mm-hmm. So that's five. Yes. Now, what we're counting as, you know, whether that's whether how Falcon and Winter Soldier plays into that as a thing, like maybe that's one thing and not necessarily right. a, you know, a picture. He's probably, most likely he's probably going to be in, uh, we, he's going to show up in phase four. At some, in, in some
0: exactly. Time. Well, he's going to be in the next Cap movie. Right. So whether or not that's at the end of phase four, phase five, we'll see. Right. So,
1: so. that still lets out at the very least a good three to four other things for him. If that, if that, um, and I have no reason to believe it's not, that uh, that contract is still in play. Because maybe they tried to, you know, maybe this is him saying that, like, yeah, you know, that, you know. I don't know if it even says so here. Because I know, I do remember initially that he definitely had a nine, like a nine film run on this contract. Because <laughs> I remember they were, when they were even talking about all that stuff. So, yeah, we'll see. Next up, though. Which, you know, hey, we're like, you know, Bucky's all right. Sebastian's all right. Seemed so far. He ain't done nothing crazy. Uh, <laughs> that we know of. Uh, but next up I'm going to take these two actually Um, time is of the essence as Tom Hiddleston recaps Loki's Marvel journey so far in just 30 seconds except I think it was like 32 seconds but we're not going to talk about that Uh, so yeah there was a spot that you can see out on YouTube uh, and it's probably uh, actually I don't know if it's on Disney Plus let me not even say that but where Hiddleston as himself talks about Loki's journey uh, through the MCU Including the, um, you know, what happens in, to him in the game. So there's that. And then, uh, apparently, Loki causes mischief, because what, what else is Loki going to do? In new exclusive images of the Disney Plus show. Um, and I guess it's total coming from Total Film, who Loki is on the cover of for, I guess, this month. So uh, if you're watching the video, you can see some of the images from the Total Film. Um, magazine I assume uh, cover story Uh, you see Loki and uh, Owen Wilson and uh, and another guard talking and you see uh, uh, Gugu Mavotha Ra um, uh, as I'm not sure what her character's name is going to be but regardless you see you know uh, Loki and a couple other people and uh, various scenes wait is that that's Luke Wilson not Owen Wilson right I don't know. He hasn't that's, done anything stupid recently, has he? Uh, <laughs> who, uh, oh, no, I think that's Owen Wilson. I have no idea. I'm not looking at it. Wait, well, are you talking about Sebastian Stan, or are you talking about... Um... No,
0: no, I'm just playing on what you said earlier. I'm like, oh. I don't know. He hasn't done anything <laughs> stupid recently.
1: <laughs> Owen oh, Wilson. It is Owen Wilson. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, my Wilson, gosh. Bros. So, yeah, so there's that whole thing, and of course, it's coming uh, in another... Actually, wait, it's uh week after next, because it's the 9th is when it starts, not next week. So, yeah. So, Loki's coming in a couple of weeks. There you go. Next. Next, up, Black
0: Panther star Danai Gurira to return as a Koye in a Marvel Disney Plus spinoff. <laughs> so, uh, the new expansion into storytelling on Disney Plus is already turning into a widely popular venture for fans and critics alike, expanding on... Uh, characters who haven't been seen as A-listers yet. So, uh, ten more shows are confirmed to arrive in the next two years. Uh, One of these is Ryan Coogler's Untitled Wakanda series, which will continue the legacy of the Black Panther movies and fill in the blanks in the fictional African nation. Um... So, uh, the Hollywood Reporter shared that Danai Gurira will be reprising her role of Okoye in multiple future MCU projects. She's confirmed to return in 2022's Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And she will also be featured as Okoye in an unspecified, quote, origin spinoff series, quote, end quote, premiering on Disney+. Plus. It's unclear if this spinoff is the previously reported Kingdom of Wakanda series, Or a different project. This deal came to light thanks to Guerrero's lawyer, Jamie Mandelbaum, who might be uh, on the chopping block, who was highlighted in the place (laughs) for bringing the deal together for the MCU star, or at the very least is in the sights of the Marvel snipers. Right.
1: Um, I am very curious about this one, because one, love, uh, uh, Danette Guerrero. Two, uh, slightly curious as to why she wasn't at, uh, why she wasn't the one that showed up in, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but glad it was, uh, also glad to see Florence Kassamba. Um, uh,
0: you know what I could say about that?
1: Yeah, probably, probably, um, I mean she's done Walking Dead, but this is this is before this, but that's beside the point. But you're probably right. For every, but also I wonder if the spin off show is gonna have Daniel Kalua, who was also Kaluri Kalua excuse, me, I'm putting his name, but who also played her husband in the the, the MCU, uh, in, in Black Panther. So I'm kinda wondering if any of that's gonna come. But I guess we will see. Or maybe just focus on her up until that to a certain point to where she becomes one of the um, Dora. We don't know. It's all speculation at this point. Regardless, I'm glad to see it. Next up, um, new Thor Love and Thunder set photos reveal new Asgard, uh, which looks kind of sorta like that town that we found Thor in uh, in the um, in Infinity War. That's World. new Asgard. Yeah, that was. You
0: know, funny. You know what's funny? That that town, Tonsberg in Norway, mm-hmm. is supposed to be the same town that uh, the Red Skull found the Tesseract hiding in in Captain America: The First Avenger. Huh? Wait, where did that Tonsberg, come out? Tonsberg, Norway. Where did that piece of information come out? In that article. Oh, <laughs> if you look at it, no. But seriously, if you look at it, and and it makes me want to go back to and and double check in First Avenger. But that sounds very much like um, what happened at the beginning of First Avenger. Remember when when the Red Skull um, uh, runs into uh, Filch from um, uh, uh, the Harry Potter movies Not and, uh, and and steals the, uh, the the
1: Tesseract, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also. Oh, is it going to be New Asgard? Or is it going to be Broxton? I I mean, from from the looks of it, it's going to be New Asgard. I know, but no, it's like... New
0: Asgard. It's New Asgard and Nord, because that's right. where
1: in in
0: in uh, what shall we call it in uh, in Infinity War that's right. where they find I... no, not in Infinity War. in Endgame. That's where they go to find Thor. Remember? Yeah, I know,
1: but like yeah. said, part of me kind of wanted to wishes it was like, hey, they're floating to above uh, Broxton over Oklahoma.
0: Oh, no, yeah, but I know, no, no, yeah. But Unfortunately, I know Asgard didn't end
1: in, in a good place for that to happen. Right. So, you know, but I knew, and that was probably going to be some, you know, a, a thing. Like, But regardless, uh, so, yeah, there you go. Um, that town's going to come back.
0: All righty. Next up, uh, Marvel's The Eternals teaser is a total blast. So, you know, there's not much to it other than the
1: the that this teaser came out. Uh some quick thoughts. It looks good. I mean I d I can't say anything about the actual movie, but that that treadle looked good. You know, you got you, you got your little Selma Hayek. I mean well, wait. Yeah. You got you some Angelina Jolie. Yeah. you got you some uh, Brian Tyree Henry, you got your, your uh, you know, some command um and Johnny. Yeah, I gonna say shout out to the Bollywood Kamal Nanjiani uh, 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 little
0: cameo there. That was pretty fun.
1: Right. Um, like, yeah, you it know, looked good. We don't really know what the story is. There is a, a Easter egg thing of obviously, you know, once that the thing came out, there were people were doing Easter egg videos on on you know what they what they think that things are. Weird right. enough, not seeing a blonde uh, Icarus, even the Icarus, even though he kind of looks like one Oscar Isaac with a blonde streak, or I guess that's supposed to be a blonde streak. Or a but white street, Yeah, or I white street, it a white yeah. streak, yeah. But it's streak. definitely white a light street, Yes, exactly. But he's not blonde like he is in the comics. mm mm-hmm. um, And don't know if that's going to happen. It, it's a small thing. It doesn't mean that it has to be the case. But, um, oh, Jim Chan. I don't know how I even thought about that. I forgot about that. Um, also, who's supposed to be playing Star city supposed to be the kind of sort of main character. It looked good, regardless of, you know, that being said. I watched it a couple of times. Cause I was like, did I miss anything? What are they doing? Where are they? That kind of thing, you know? So, what about you? I
0: mean, it's just a teaser trailer, and I think they're doing a good job of not spilling too much of the story. Although we do have a general idea of their role, I think a lot of what we're going to, of of how we're going to treat this is uh, the timeline that. Or at least the place in time that they put the Eternals, because I think this is going to span a lot of time. And I think they I said think that they're already. definitely yeah. going to. I think they're definitely going to go into the deep, deep past, and they're they obviously bring it into the current uh, into the current uh, um, uh, state of the MCU because they talk about uh, uh, Steve Rogers.
1: So that right um, there is a is a point that I actually would have gotten that. Is, yeah. yeah, and that and they did it specifically in in that vein. There's like. At the end they were, if you haven't seen it, they're, 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 this is kind of at the end of this, but um, they specifically say, and I believe it's the uh, the character of um Sprite, who asks, like now that the uh, captain you know Captain Rogers specifically said it like that, and Iron Man, not Tony Stark, you know, they said it like that for a reason, so that's kind of giving people like hmm like wondering like what what brought that up you know or what brought it up specifically like that which of course anytime any of these teaser trailers or anything like that comes out you know for these marvel movies there's going to be rampant speculation
0: right i'm kind of curious about that too but at the same time there's so many people that call him captain rogers true in the mcu they almost hardly ever call him captain america
1: i don't know i feel like well most normal people and granted these are not normal people would, would have probably called them you know i feel like that was that was said in a kind of a familiar familiar tone i could be totally wrong about that but um and i think there was even a shot of a um i think i think athena fighting against somebody with a captain america like she right
0: that's one of the right exactly that's one of the spoilers or at least the easter eggs that people have pointed out so right but i just you know i like i didn't bump on it nearly as much as maybe some other people did because yeah. of the fact that like y- you know uh, uh, Steve Rogers wasn't exactly a, a, a secret identity. True,
2: you're right. MCU.
0: So, um, you know, you, you, uh, that's just that's just my point of view. You right. know, and so we don't know we don't know we won't know until the movie comes out. So,
1: right. And another way to put that is like, especially coming out of Falconer Winter Soldier, you know, like yes, he was. You know, they they did mention him being Captain America, but even like you just said, they, like, yeah, it was more Steve, Steve Rogers, the Captain Rogers, type, you know, type mm-hmm. even then. So that's that could very well also be. But it's a fun thing to poke at, you know, um, especially in their place, because even and there's been a lot of memes uh, since the Shrek teaser came out of, um, you know. Endgame happens, and this is the uh, this is where this is the Eternals, and then you see them like sleeping or just looking at it, and or or some some meme where they're just like, "Oh my God, what's going on over there?" type situation, you know. Cousin Thanos did what? Right, exactly, and we exactly, and we don't know. Well, we can assume that that's going to get brought up, even though we haven't mm-hmm. seen the Star Fox yet, and you know. So we we're kind of assume that 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 maybe all right. I that mean is this also is supposed to be a strain of,
0: of Eternals that's different from the the strain of Eternals that lived on
1: Titan. So right, uh, well, at least uh, in the comic book wise, and know whether they're gonna just we we're like now we're not doing that and just gonna have them all coming from Titan, uh, which could very well be the case. Given one image or one or two images from the Caesar, we don't know. We don't know. Um... Uh and of course, yeah, Kid Harrington as uh I was gonna say John Snow, but he's uh um Dame Whitman. He he shows up in here too. I I don't yeah, sure. Next up, anyway, we've 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 wronged that one out. Next up though. It's you. Is it? Uh Doctor Strange casting of Tilda Swinton T- no, Tilda Swinton as uh, the ancient one was a mistake, says Kevin Feige. Marvel Studio President. <laughs> So the controversial casting of Tilda Swinton as Agent 1 in 2016's uh, Dr. Strange was a mistake, according to Kevin Feige. Feige has admitted. Speaking to Men's Health, of all places, for a cover story on Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi let me get that right, and The Legend of the Ten Rings star uh, Simu Liu, uh, Feige said that the uproar over casting Swinton as a Tibetan magic arts guru was a wake-up call. Uh, quote unquote, we thought we were being so smart and so cutting edge Feige said, we're not going to do the cliche of the wizened old uh, Asian man but it was like a wake up call to say, well wait a minute, is there any other way to figure it out, is there any other way to both not fall into cliche and cast an Asian actor and the answer to that of course is yes the accusations of whitewashing the character uh, saw Marvel at the time claim it Supported creative freedom, including in casting. So, um, and then it goes into a Marvel uh, press statement that, or at least what seems like a press statement. Blah blah blah. Of you know, so we don't have to necessarily look into that. Um, I like Tilda Swinton. I thought it was not, you know, she was good in the role. I was like, yeah, I don't know. They could have got somebody else for it. I don't know how you feel, or if you even had any feelings on it. I thought they
0: should have kept the ancient one in there. Like, you know, yeah. the old Tibetan dude. Right. And and they, but, they made, it, and they made her Celtic. I thought they did it because they wanted to not step on uh, China's toes. But, uh, you know, they, probably. Can, they can say they wanted to not make it a stereotype, which is believable, but I don't think the truth
1: yeah, I'm kind of with you on the. Yeah, because we all know that China is a big market for for movies, especially for movies such as this. So, yeah, that's probably more the underlying issue that we don't, you know, that has probably been a couple of times that people don't seem to realize or want to believe. <laughs> so, but yeah.
0: uh, speaking, of, uh, speaking of Doctor Strange, uh, Doctor Strange co writer C. Robert Cargill explained or expanded upon why. Uh, director Scott Derrickson left the Doctor Strange sequel, Multiverse of Madness. But ultimately, it comes down to uh, Cargill telling Cinema Blend uh, that um, Derrickson's decision was partly motivated by his desire to direct The Black Phone, an adaptation of Joe Hill's 2004 short horror story that he and Cargill wrote together. So. Um, Cargo was willing to wait until Derrickson was available to make the Black Phone, but uh, Derrickson ultimately decided to step away from the Doctor Strange sequel rather than
1: compromise his vision. So... um I think the rest. What, I think the rest of the article is probably more fitting than than that part. Like, I feel like, this, like you're gonna like. Right, some people will actually turn down. Like, this is a big budget as a movie, and don't want to pressure or whatever. Like, but, he, but he's already he done the first one, so the, the article goes on to say that it was it was creative differences, and that he wanted to do one movie, and Marvel wanted to do another one. I feel like that probably explains it way more <laughs> than than that other statement that he made. Fine. Personally, that's just me. Could be not the case. Who knows? Next up. Um, oh, this is fun. Uh, Craven the Hunter movie cast Aaron Taylor Thomas in his lead role. So, if you're keeping track, folks, Aaron Taylor Thomas has played Kick Quicksilver, and now going to be Craven the Hunter. That's a lot of K-E sounds. I'm just saying. And two of those are in the same kind of sort of universe. Well, it should have been in the same sort of universe, but this is Sony and their whole Spider-Man thing, so it's just technically not. It's not the first time a, a, a person has also played multiple roles in a universe that is, you know... <laughs> let's, let us forget the Captain America uh, Human Torch thing. So, I don't know. What you, how you feel about it? Do you even care?
0: I'm looking for the right one 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 you know what (laughs) honestly i don't care
1: yeah i mean
0: it it is what it is um i don't even care it's sony doing sony things all right next up uh titans cast has announced the show season three premiere month so hbo max has set the season three premiere window for titans in a video featuring the show's full cast it's confirmed that season three of titans premieres in august whoop-de-doo have you been keeping up with that i i have but the way they ended season two left me with a sour taste so i don't know i don't have high hopes for season three
1: gotcha Um, the Flash officially debuts Bart Allen's impulse cartoon, uh, costume, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the CW shared the first look of Jordan Fisher's Bart Allen sporting his impulse costume ahead of the character's debut on the Flash, which I think probably should mention that I think there's a, um, a trade came out with some, with a bunch of impulse stuff this week from, uh, DC. But anyway, um... The image features Fisher decked out in a classic red and white suit with yellow goggles designed by Ocean Drive's Cape Mayne and opposed that uh, homage's Bart's return to the DC Universe in 2018's The Flash number 50. Uh, this official release follows a leaked set photo of Impulse that began circulating in May, which is why this picture probably came out, because it was like, oh, we can't just have that leaked photo be, be the thing that people, <laughs> people latch on to. I don't know. It is what it is. Next. It's kinda dorky
0: looking, but at the same time, (laughs) they couldn't have had him flex a little bit.
1: Just a little. I I wasn't gonna say that, but yes, you were right. No, I'm gonna say it. You know. (laughs) Shots fired. We get the I'm point. firing all the shots. <laughs> yeah, all of them, you, everything. Yes. Uh,
0: that, this next. is me in, in in Predator. You know when 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 the when uh, which when the Predator takes Jesse Ventura's character and uh, uh, which call and the other characters start uh, shooting into the forest. Yes, deforestation happens. Um, so, because you know all they needed to do was have him flex just a little bit with his right arm, and it wouldn't look nearly as dorky. Yeah. You know, because the original
1: image is dorky, it's meant to be dorky right
0: it kind of a little bit of a flex would have helped
1: right it it kind of looks like he was uh like it was one of those uh um commercials for the toy uh, or for the for the you too can dress up as impulse yay it's just ugh, goodness all they need is
0: just a little tweaking but anyway just okay. a little yeah. Anyway, next up, uh, (laughs) Jordan Calloway reacts to Black Lightning spinoff cancellation on CW. Mm -hmm. So the proposed series received a backdoor pilot in Black Lightning's final season. Um, So Jordan Calloway has reacted to the news that Painkiller, the proposed spinoff, Of The CW's Black Lightning won't be moving forward with the network, as reported by Deadline Calloway, who portrayed Khalil Payne, a.k.a. Painkiller, in Black Lightning and was scheduled to portray the character in a potential spinoff series, confirmed the news to his fans on Monday, the same day as the series finale of Black Lightning. Quote, Painkiller will not be going any further, so let's rip that Band-Aid off now, he said in an IGTV post. He went on to express his heartfelt gratitude to his fans and supporters, as well as the cast and crew. And all those at the CW and Warner Media who afforded him the opportunity to even do a spin off. And with all due respect to the actor, when I heard that there was a character named Painkiller, I was like Who? Oops. So
1: And some people probably went to the um the Dark Horse character or was it Dark Horse or
0: It was Painkiller Jane.
1: Yeah. Yeah, some people probably went to that character as opposed to I know because I know I did. Um, in both, of, I need to catch up on Black Lightning. Um, this I, I hear good things about it, and I know they did a doctor t- character swap, weirdly enough, like right, right near the end of this uh, this season and series. So that was kind of weird. Um, but anyway, the CW officially makes DC's Naomi its newest superhero series, which means that it's got a series order. Um, excuse me. The network announced on, on Monday that it picked up Naomi to series uh, five months as, after it was first reported that Dave, uh, Ava DuVernay is developing a live-action show based on the titular DC Comics character. Uh, shortly after the announcement, DuVernay, who was writing and executive producing Naomi with Arrow's uh, Jill Blankenship, took to Twitter to confirm the show's pickup. Uh, and you can check out uh, the tweets uh, that Ava DuVernay uh, put out um, right there in the show notes. Or if you're watching the video of uh, this sh- of this show, because I got it up right now. Boom. Ha! Um, next up.
0: All righty. Uh, the DCEU Supergirl shares fan art of her new haircut. I didn't skip one, did I? No, you're good. Okay, so uh, the Flash star uh, Sasha Callie, or Cal, no, I think it's Callie, who will play the first Latina Supergirl in the DCEU film, shares fan art featuring her new haircut and superhero costume. Um, the actor retweeted a post from 2D illustrator Linnea with the caption, Incredible, and a heart emoji. The fan art features Callie Supergirl floating through the sky in her blue superhero costume and red cape. Two days prior, Callie shared a photo displaying her new shorter haircut, which inspired the fan art. Okay. Yeah.
1: There we go. And you see both of those right there. There's the the, the fan art, and there's the her post. Uh, next up, Godzilla. Singular point, uh, <laughs> confirms US Netflix release date, which I almost con- thought we already had this one. But regardless, um, it has confirmed that it will be releasing on Netflix in the United States and other territories outside of Japan. Toho's Godzilla franchise has been stepping out in big ways lately. Um, I have not seen anything that would denote such a thing happening. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, uh, it's going to be streaming on Netflix globally on June 24th. Uh this update does not come with a reveal of whether or not the series will be receiving an English dub release when it hits. But at least the announcement comes with an intense new look at Godzilla Singular Point, which you can check out um in the article. Next.
0: Alrighty. Next up. Uh some box office news. The latest installment in Universal's uh fast series. Kicked off with apparently massive, for COVID times, $162.4 million in eight markets, including China, Korea, and Hong Kong. The ticket sales easily mark the best start for a Hollywood blockbuster since COVID-19 hit. Uh, It's an encouraging start to summer movie season but i do have a little bit of uh, uh an an underbelly to this which is apparently the uh, the drop off because of not so great word of mouth in china uh ticket sales was pretty st- uh, severe because a lot of that money was made in like the first few days and then uh a few more days out there wasn't much of uh, repeat or uh, uh new sales so um, that's not the best sign, but it is also a fast movie. No I don't know what people expect to see in a fast movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Well, I mean, there are, there have been articles saying that this was going to be the movie that was that was going to bring the box office back, that was going to bring movies back. And that's put a lot of pressure on this movie. I think we've said that before we even, from that, when we saw that last trailer. Um... But it did some numbers overseas, so maybe it'll do something here when it comes out. I don't know, but that's a lot of pressure for this movie. And speaking of, take this next one, please. Sure, I actually listened to this podcast. So Fast and Furious 9 director
0: Justin Lin... Revealed the 1990 sitcom The Golden Girls and a Sweeps Month programming stunt sparked Fast Five, the series entry that took the franchise in a new direction. So in a chat with Entertainment Weekly posted on Twitter is actually a part of the EW Binge po- uh, podcast that uh, is highlighting the Fast series um, – Lynn showed a coffee mug with a drawing of Betty White as Golden Girls character of Rosen Island saying inspiration for Fast Five. He's not kidding. What he said on the the podcast was that um, they had this thing called Hurricane Saturday Night, a crossover of the Golden Girls, Empty Nest and Nurses, which aired November 9th, 1991. All three shows were on NBC and set in Miami and all three episodes got hit by a hurricane. And at the first time and at the time. And it was the first time he was like, oh, they all exist in the same universe. So that was the inspiration for Fast Five. They brought back all the characters from the previous Fast movies. They all exist in the same universe. So that's the Golden Girls connection.
1: I thought that was funny. I did too. And I was like, you know what? The man's got good taste. <laughs>
0: Who doesn't like that? I about- thought that was funny. I listened to I definitely recommend those podcasts because they deal with the, uh, many of the lead characters. So they've had uh, Sean Boswell. You know, they've had... Um, uh whatchamacallit. they've had uh, uh uh Dom Toretto and they've had uh now they've had Justin Lin so i th- i want i i am trying to remember who they're supposed to have upcoming for number 4
1: Luda no i don't know um but Golden Girl you know what it's it's crazy but it also makes for some strange reason some complete sense <laughs> and also who doesn't like Golden Girls anyway crazy people that's who uh, Snake Eyes Star promises the film what is it with you and a uh, podcast named Binge by the way <laughs> can, we, can we unpack that real quick but anyway uh, Snake Eyes Star promises to the film is a step one to building a new G.I. Joe universe quote unquote the correct way we'll see about that uh, Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins will be the start of a new G.I. Joe film universe according to Henry Golding. Golding broke oh, down ha- I was going to say they already had Luda on to talk about 2 Fast 2 Furious. Oh okay Um, Golding broke down the film's first official trailer on comicbook.com noting that uh, it was mind-blowing, quote-unquote, to be cast as the Ninja Commando. It's a character that we've all loved and we've all pretended to be on the playground, Golding said. Uh, We've all snuck around in a kitchen closet waiting to jump out at our brothers and sisters. Uh, It's amazing to think that we're going to have a new generation of kids fighting to be Storm Shadow or Snake Eyes on the playground, and I love that idea. I have really wanted to go back and watch those other two movies and thankfully I cannot find them anywhere. Actually, I can't find both of them. I think I can find one of them out there, legally. That is the thing you should not want to do, folks. Neither one of those movies are great. The first one, definitely. The second one is kind of better but not still not great. Ugh. That sums it up right there. Next up,
0: Season 4 of Star Trek Discovery started production in November 2020. While writing for the series has wrapped, filming still continues and returning for the new season is comedian Tig Notaro. Notaro's character Jet Reno debuted in season 2 episode Brother and has been a recurring character since her debut. In a recent interview with the AV Club, Notaro confirms she's in Toronto reprising her role as engineer Jet Reno the comedian enjoys balancing her stand-up shows with her Star Trek role as the show schedule is surprisingly flexible okay
1: it's her name is kind of funny to me because there are two people that I know that that uh that her that her name's evoke uh, other people that I know on the internet for which is it's kind of funny but hey okay cool um let's see Mark Hamill reflects on his famous Star Wars Muppet Show appearance, apparently. Um, Mark Hamill shares memories of his time guest starring on the Star Wars episode of the 1980s Muppet Show. The Muppet Show. The episode is considered one of the classics for the series, and many praise the episode for mashing up two of the most uh, iconic franchises at the time. I remember that, because like he was on Pigs in Space, and I love that, that, that bit they did. Um, hey, it's
0: on Disney Plus now, folks. You should watch Disney, it. Course. I
1: watched it. Mm-hmm. It's totally um you know yada yada the show ran for like five years we all know it and love these characters yada 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 Hamill recently tweeted some reflections about his many firsts during his famous appearance on the movie show in the 80s he also revealed that the show allowed him to expose quote unquote his inner geek on the national television and we know what a big ass geek Mark Hamill is, and we love him for it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, which is significant as fans know and love Hamill today for his crooked personality and love of pop culture. Check out the tweet below, which says uh, This Muppet Show was also the first one, A, time I gargled Gerswin. That sounds dirty. Uh, time I worked with my cousin Luke Skywalker. Uh, C, at last, last, last time I appeared on, oh, the last time he appeared on Pigs in Space. Excuse me. Pigs! in space you got to do it like that because just once one time for the one time i do have an echo i could do but i'm not putting it on time exposed by inner geek on national tv and e all of the above so there you go that's that's uh Hamill, um and i think he did it in response to a muppet history uh post which yeah apparently is, is we can see here uh next up
0: Next up, so the live-action Dungeons & Dragons movie that's in development from Derek Kolstad, creator of the John Wick series, has found its party. The feature film will star Chris Pine, uh, Q Grant, uh, Reggie or Reggie Jean Page, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Sophia Lillis, and Justice Smith in unconfirmed roles. Grant is expected to play the villain of the movie Forge Fletcher. The announcement of the film came out this past January when Colstead was tied to the project, as well as Paramount and Hasbro's filmed entertainment studio, E1, setting the stage for a television show based on the popular series later on as well. I am shocked, shocked that neither Vin Diesel nor um,
1: uh, Joe Manganiello mm-hmm. are in this I knew that's where you were going with that. Yeah. Th- Shocked. Them both, both being big D&D fans, uh, surprisingly enough, or unsurprisingly enough, with uh, Manganella. Um, well, actually, you wouldn't, think, you wouldn't look at it and be like, you really? But, yeah. yeah, Big that D&D That dude's a nerds.
0: gigantic nerd. Right, exactly.
1: It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, also, um, um, uh, what's her face? Um, who played Karen from uh, Daredevil? Debrah Wall, thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, also her. Could could also be another one uh, in here. But yeah, I'm weirdly really looking for that other, Dun- well, those other that other Dungeons and Dragon movie. I've still not seen, and I kind of don't want to because of who's in it. Not well, uh, no, no. I take that back because of it being what it is. <laughs> the fact that Marlon Wayans is in it just doesn't make it any more appealing either. But still um But yeah, they—I guess—they're trying to be serious about it this time. Like they got some names, you know. That's a
0: lot of names.
1: Yeah, like I got some names. Like the, they got the dude from Bridgerton, who pretty much left the show, I guess, to do this. I don't know. Um, and and all these other folks. I still haven't seen Detective Pikachu yet either. So maybe that'll be a double feature. It'll be Detective Pikachu and Sonic. And my night will be ruined. Next up though, uh PowerProof Girls live action series pilot is being rewritten and reshot. And shout out to whoever it was on Twitter that pretty much posted that um posted in reply that uh Dexter's lab uh Del the Homo sapiens uh um uh song Back to the Lab Again. Mm. <laughs> So apparently the um, it hit a roadblock. Uh, so basically, the long and short of it is, I think there was a, like a leaked script uh, that came out, and the internet got got wind of it. I don't know if it's actually a real script or not. And no one seemed to know if it does, but all of a sudden you, you know, it came around. Or came around the fact that th- this is the thing that's going to be happening. That they're, they're going back for reshoots, uh, bullied into doing shit right as it should be. Yeah, basically, yes. I mean, no one asked. Uh, shout out to you in the chat. What's up, Jazz? Um, uh, yeah, I don't. No one asked for this Powerpuff Girls thing, um, but yeah, they needed to take it back from 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 account. They needed to kind of take it back and see what's to do something different, especially with what some of the stuff that that uh, that leaked script had in it. If that was actually, and actually the true script, it was all buzzwordy and and stuff. It was kind of icky. Next up.
0: I'll take your word for it. Uh, The first trailer has dropped for Karen Gillan's upcoming film, Gunpowder Milkshake. And this thing uh, is loaded with some awesome and fun action-packed sequences to bring all the boys to the yard. This flick Mm. looks like it's good. Oh, my God. What a bunch of hyperbole. Mm. Uh, Ah! It looks good, but it yes. takes place over the course of one night and follows three generations of women who fight back against those who would, who could take everything from them. In the mother of all action movies, the film stars Karen Gillan, Lena Headey, uh, Angela Bassett, Michelle Yeoh, Chloe Coleman, Carla Gugino, and Paul Giamatti. Gunpowder Milkshake was directed by Navat Papushado. From a script he wrote with Ehud Lobsky. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be on Netflix uh on July fourteenth. I actually watched the trailer for this. It looks actually pretty good. It's not based off of a comic book as far as I know or anything, but I just wanted to put it in because it looks fun. I mean, and Karen and also was nebulous, so you know, there was a loose
0: I was look about right. to say, um Queen Ramonda's in this too. Well also, yes. Also. As well as um as well as um Cersei. Uh well, no, I'm trying to think. I'm like, what is oh, um, comic Oh, Michelle Yeoh, who's a Ravager. No, 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 no but uh, yeah, she's a Ravager. But I'm trying, I was, I was focusing on Lena Headey because I, I didn't want to jump to say, the Queen in 300. But um, oh, I went straight to,
1: to um, Game of Thrones. So
0: yeah, I know. But I wasn't. I was trying to stay away from Game of Thrones because I was sure. trying to
1: stick to strictly comics. Um, how about this? I it's not comics, but she did play um, Sarah Connor. That's true, but I, has she played? Has she? Are we forgetting something that she's played? Um,
0: let's find out. Uh, Isn't that terrible, folks? That we're 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 literally trying to figure out if Lena Headey has been cast in any comic book right. movie or or role. It doesn't have to be a movie; it could be a I TV mean, show.
1: Three hundred counts.
0: That's why. I, that's what I was thinking. But I sure.
1: she was in *Dread* also. So technically, I guess that also counts. Are we forget? Are we really forgetting anything? Let me see. The Purge, Ter- Terminator, Grip Brothers, Grims, Jungle Book. Um, well, she's done done a couple of The Purge. Uh, let I, yeah, I, I guess
2: I guess
1: I guess we'll go with three hundred. But she, she might have dodged that outside of uh, not dodged that, but she, she might have, maybe she hasn't. Uh, because, yeah, 300 is pretty much the first thing that's coming up. Yeah. Uh, Infinity Train, she did a voice on. Oh! Well, this kind of doesn't count, but kind of does. She did a voice on Rise of the Teenage Mutant and Ninja Turtles uh, in the last couple of years.
0: Well, listen, she did a, a a voice on the Superhero Squad show as Black Widow and Mystique. Right. So, 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 so but yeah, no, she... but yeah, I guess we'll use 300 as her comic book uh,
1: uh, role, comic book based role. Mm-hmm. You know, all the Dread probably counts too. Yeah. Uh wait, she did she did a voice on that Danger Mouse reboot? Huh. Weird.
0: But yeah, that's just in my mind. I was like, wait, they haven't cast Lena Headey in one of the uh the uh, <laughs> the recent DC or Marvel movies. That's wild.
1: That is kind of a surprise. Um but yeah, I am, yeah. Not seeing anything. Definitely not seeing nope, anything.
0: No, nope, no. Nope. Yeah, because she's just coming off of uh, Game of Thrones, you know, which is obviously what Roddy Cat thought of. Mm-hmm. And um she's a voice of, she's the voice of Evil Lynn on the on the Kevin Smith Masters of the Universe cartoon that's coming out. Oh, good pick. Great. So but uh but yeah, no but you know, sorry for the side sorry for being sidetracked, folks. We were just really, you know, looking at the comic book bona fides of all these actresses that are, are, are listed here. We're like, All right,
1: right that works. This is- um right because it's easy to say that hey these a lot of because most of these people have done some some comic book you know some some either some d c u some m c u or d c e u work sometimes even both in, mm-hmm. in various, you know in various iterations uh, angela bassett i'm i'm gonna watch it just for that yeah so right you uh, check out the trailer you, trailer you might uh you might you might like it like they don't really show Angela Bassett that much in the trailer but she she pops in at in, you know at times and ho- wait on some guns. You know, and not not well. The g- arm guns also, but also actual guns. No, this looks fun. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, when this comes out. And Carla g- 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 Gino, uh Gugino, you know, um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that is another one. I know Spy Kids. I believe is her big thing, though. Carla Carla g- uh, Gugino?
0: Yeah, I'm not looking that one up, but okay. <laughs>
1: I'm well, she's another one that says, like, yeah, you see you know some stuff, and it's like, all right, yeah, bet. Um, but I believe I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it real, real, real quick. All right, yeah. fine, he'll look it up. Oh, Watchmen, she was in uh, Watchmen. There you go, okay. Anyway, next up, oh, she was... I was about
0: to say, I was about to say, uh, Michelle Yeoh is gonna show up in Shang-Chi anyway, so she's actually gonna be oh, nice. in the MCU proper,
1: <clears throat> okay. Well, yeah, because they they did the same thing with Emma Chan, so that makes sense. Um, also, she was apparently uh, Carla uh, Gugino was also the ship in Justice League, the voice of the ship in Justice League. Oh my gosh! Zack Snyder's Justice League. Excuse me. Yes, the mom from Spy Kids. All right, finish up the movie news. Excuse me. Uh, last but not least, this is not necessarily well. I feel like this is gonna touch upon some comic book related stuff, which is why I put it in there. Um, in that Amazon has bought MGM for eight point forty five four or five million. Uh, now we know Amazon's got a scratch, and we know MGM's kind of been on the block for a minute. Every almost every other article I have seen has had an image of uh, Daniel Craig's James Bond in it. And I was like, we know MGM has done more stuff than James Bond. But anyway, Amazon have reached a deal to acquire the film and TV company MGM for $8.45 Billion, billion by the way. Uh, the company announced uh, already yesterday, I think it was. And it's a significant acquisition for the e-commerce giant. And it means that it will own a library of content that is reportedly con- uh, that is reported to consist of around 4,000 films and 17,000 hours of TV. Uh, the acquisition is likely to help Amazon attract even more big spending uh, Prime subscribers. As its Prime video service competes with the likes of Netflix and Disney. It does not compete with the likes of Netflix and Disney. It has a couple of things, but no, sir. Uh, Yeah, and as I swear, you did say in the chat, hey, I'm tired of these bigger companies buying every other company. It makes me nervous. AF. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, Amazon, it was inevitable that they were going to try to buy somebody, and they've been kind of making moves, like smaller moves like this, in, in the acquisitions they've been getting, and kind of the moves that, you know, the, the whole client stuff being a, a smaller title. Might have learned, but this is a bigger issue. Like I said, knowing that MGM's been on the block for a minute and That's why the that's why the James Bond movie hasn't been kind of going forward because it wasn't part of part of the fact was wasn't sure, you know, if they were going to be able to do the movie much less, um, you know, whether they would want to. Uh, So yeah, MGM's kind of been looking to kind of get bought. So yeah, so a lot of so it'll be a lot more Hollywood movies, I guess, on um, Amazon as opposed to other places. So. There you go. You'll look forward to seeing Casablanca on uh, Amazon if it's not already there. I don't know if, it, if Amazon's an MGM property, but it probably is. Next up, we're going to switch over to the comic book news. Um, I guess we can kind of skip this one, but Mystique recruits her ex to help her bring back her wife in X-Men 20 preview. Uh, we talked about this earlier. I did not know they had messed around. When did Mystique and Forge... Um, um, have a thing.
0: I don't clearly remember it, but I kind of remember it.
1: Okay, isn't that terrible? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of comic book history, so sure. Next up, uh, Marvel's Voices Pride
0: highlights queer couples Nico Minoru and Carolina Dean, uh, and Prodigy and Speed. So this is. Uh, this is a a first look at two stories inside that June 23rd anthology Uh, there's a page reuniting Chris Anka with the Runaways written by Mariko Tamaki and colored by Tamra Bonvalain and you know that page is part of a story focusing on the Runaways power couple of Nico Minoru and Carolina Dean and uh, keeping with the Teen Hero theme the the Young Avengers is a prodigy and speed grab a slice along New York City St. Mark's Place in a story by former Young Avengers writer Kieran Gillen, along with artist Jen Hickman and colorist
1: Brittany Pierre. Okay. So I knew about, I knew about Prodigy and Speed. In fact, that has come up recently in X Factor. I did not know that... I knew both of those were, I think, either bi or, or lesbian. What did they do? But I didn't know they were a couple. I thought they were with, like, different people. Nico and uh, Carolina. Nico and Carolina.
0: Oh, that's a long-standing thing. Is it? Okay. I wasn't, it's uh, a
1: standing thing. So maybe
0: well, no, yeah, it, I mean, uh, but like you said, uh, some of them were with other people. But um, uh, uh, this has been like uh, a, a standing relationship throughout, like
1: their run in the comics. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's the I know that the run and Race is kind of a, a series that I've been wanting to get in, into, but I haven't even going back to the original stuff. But I uh, and I know of the characters. I just don't know a whole lot about them outside of seeing them in other places.
0: Right, and the TV show did a good job of portraying this uh, relationship too. So it's a shame that uh, the TV show didn't uh, carry forward. Right, that's good to know. But it's on Disney Plus, if I'm not mistaken. Is it? Oh yeah, I think they did put it over there. Yeah, you're right. I
1: think that means that means it sort of counts. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes, yes. (laughs) You. It's sad to think about it in that in that capacity, but yes. Because I don't think Cloak and Dagger's up there, and that's a giant shame. Well, that also might be from maybe some licensing with that show. Because I mean, I know the, there might be some they different.
0: It, I mean, that was on ABC Family, I think. So right.
1: that might be true, but it is also within their family.
0: So maybe it's a matter of uh, it being available to stream on ABC Family. Right. I don't know. I haven't looked that. I haven't looked that up in a while. But I did remember seeing Runaways
1: on the Marvel page in. Uh, Which one? On Disney Plus. Right. Now, when they bring that Modoc show over, then I'll watch it. (laughs) Because that's Listen, that Modoc show is funny and it's
0: not in any sort of continuity, it's in its own continuity. So it's able to draw upon all sorts of things.
1: Yeah, I want to watch it, but I don't want to get Hulu for it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good reason to not watch it. You know. Um, So here's what Marvel is collecting for the upcoming Disney Plus show for Loki. I think we kind of talked, well, we talked about another uh, collection that's happening, um, but this is pretty much, you know, the show's coming out, so they, so they want to put some stuff out uh, along with it. Uh, the 2020 trade paperback collection of Daniel uh, Kibblesmith and Oscar Balzadu's uh, Loki series sold out in the last few days. Marvel has informed retailers that it's on back order with a new printing expected to arrive July 21st which is after the start of um well i think wait loki's probably gonna be over by the time i'm thinking um yeah that's one week after the loki tv series ends on july 14th so um it looks like loki agent of asgard the complete complete collection is going to be collecting all 17 issues uh plus six other related issues uh, which I like that series um, that's the Al Ewing and Lee, uh, Lee Garbet, uh, uh series I I enjoyed that it was like teen Loki and he was like kind of like a spy um, working for uh, Frigga it was pretty good I enjoyed it uh, let's see also available is Marvel, Marvel vs. Loki a sampler of various stories from across the breadth of his 60 plus year history from J. Michael Straczynski's uh, Amazing Spider-Man run uh, Robert Rodi's journey into mystery, one-off and more. So let's see. On June second, a week before June, the, the before Loki starts, uh, which is next week, the first four issues of 2010 Loki series by Robert um, Aguarez Sacasa yeah, and Sebastian Fiamira, I'm sorry if I'm butchering these names. Are collected into in a quadruple sized comic book called The Trials of Loki. Marvel Tales number one and also what the, the Lady Loki uh, stuff uh, uh, Loki Mistress of uh, Mischief which is coming going to be out July 14th and but we already talked about that also uh, and I guess you can kind of because this article mentions that, that Thor and Loki double trouble um, miniseries that is go- currently going on now which I think is going to be in trade by the time it ends uh Oh, after it ends looks like september 1st so and that seemed kind of that's kind of fun the first couple of issues that i read next up though so
0: next up in toy news uh
1: hasbro snaps iron man's nano gauntlet
0: into stores with a removable infinity stone so that's really all you need to know is that <laughs> hasbro has put out one of these marvel legends uh you know cosplay replica uh uh uh, pieces that replicates the nano gauntlet that Iron Man has in Mar- in, in Avengers Endgame and the um, Infinity Stones are detachable so you can show it with or without the Infinity Stones and I think Roddy Cat has the image of the uh, webpage now so you can take a look through and you can in fact snap your fingers the way Tony Stark does that kind of weird way I don't snap my fingers that way I always ride. thought that was weird right with the middle finger but right. you can do it with the middle finger and um you know because they have um they they make part of the
1: glove the flexing part of the glove flexible enough for you to be able to do that right and i'm showing that right now um and there's the picture of the box and, and they're making a note on the box to, to say that you can snap apparently mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go Next up, um, Disney's new Spider-Man ride features physical microtransactions. Um, so apparently, Disney has revealed that guests can purchase a few power-ups for its new Disney uh, excuse me, new Spider-Man ride opening in June. Uh, it's called Web Slinger's Spider-Man Adventure that will open up in on June the fourth inside Adventures Campus on Disney's California Adventures Park Adventure Park. Excuse me, with the attraction featuring an interactive ride that allows fans to fire off webs by moving their arms. Uh, That's the standard version of the experience we'll offer. But for a few dollars more, you'll be able to purchase a web power band and a web tech that unlocks multiple, uh, multiple, multi-fire webs. The power band on its own will cost 35 bucks and web tech will be an additional 30 bucks. But unlike the digital nature of the video game microtransactions, you can at least take these actions add ons home and display them Um, to further entice Marvel fans to spend more money. The web tech add on is available in Spider-Man, Ghost Spider, Iron Man and Rescue variants. That's kind of crazy. Uh, And no, Sarayu, I do not snap with my middle finger. I've tried it, but no. I generally don't. Yeah. You know, I think I
0: think I've combined them once in a while, but it's usually index finger.
1: Right. Exactly, because it's just easier to do it that way. It's like foul you know, which you may not be able to hear because of noise noise cancellation. But yeah, but if you're watching the, there you go. If you're watching the uh, video, you are seeing the pictures of the the um, these little Tarski things, these little web shooter things. Cool, I guess. I will probably never get out to California to, um, to to try this out. There you go. I know someone who do. Hint hint Sarayu. Maybe get out there and try it. I don't know. Uh, you do. Well, you're a bad girl. So, so that's that's you know we already know you do things great. Next up though. Next up, uh, Mondo unleashes its cool Masters of the Universe
0: Hordak action figure. Good. So. Um, it's uh, It stands roughly 12 inches tall. Okay, that's a big action figure and mm-hmm. features 30 points of articulation, fabric, costume elements, and a wide range of accessories. Those accessories include a crossbow staff, removable cape, four pairs of interchangeable hands, and a base. Uh, the figure is currently up for pre-order for $230. So if you want it, go get it.
1: Mm-hmm. The evil forces of Hordak! You can you know do that with your mouse too, also. But yeah, there you go. That's all the stuff that comes with him. They even got him in a nice pose where he's like, Huzzah. Um Have I've not been big on Masters of the Universe figures. Some of them I would like. I think I may have, may have had one or two of them. Hordak was never one of them. Much less Skeletor. That's a lot of money. But to be fair, it's also a lot of a lot of a lot. Next up, though uh mj rodriguez writing and directing her own comic and would play Electra, um which is kind of funny considering who she plays against in pose anyway um uh mj rodriguez is an actress and singer best known for her roles as blanca rodriguez uh, evangelista in the television drama pose she's also known for her performance as angel in the 2011 revival of rent for which she won a 2011 Clive Barnes Award. Uh, she recently appeared on a late show with Stephen Colbert, where she talked about naming her stage uh, name after MJ, after the character of Mary Jane Watson, um, which I wasn't sure about that, so I was kind of wondering. Uh, she told Stephen that she has dreams of playing the comic book character Electro Nachos in any new Marvel adaptation of her comic books. Uh, and that she was a fan of Marvel Comics after stealing her uncle's copies until he took her to I mean, until he took her to a comic book shop. Actually, I love MJ uh Rodriguez. She's 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 dope. Um No offense? Who? Uh, indeed she has plans to create her own comic book showing Colbert some of her in designs for her new character. As you can see, we're going through name changes. Uh she says as quote, um I don't know what I'm going to name her. It was either Nivea or Patience. I've been building her up. She's been kind of like me. She's this misunderstood girl in the world. She has a lot of, uh, she has a lot, obviously, that's stacked against her, but she beats the odds. I'm like 26 pages in I'm almost done with the second draft. Um, so I'm really happy with it. Um, and I'm not saying this as, a, as a, making it a point uh, as a point, but M.J. Rodriguez is a, also a trans actress. Um what does this says here? Let me see. Oh, so the this article from from a place that I don't normally don't uh go to makes the point of saying if only comic book publishers weren't so reticent uh about taking on people famous for other reasons such as acting and giving them their own book as well as cohort on comic book professionals uh to make their works look as good as possible, uh, MJ Rodriguez would be in for a shot. Which we know for a fact that they kind of do. Like, there's a lot of people that have done other. Well, not a lot. There have been a few people that have done other things outside of actually writing comic books for a living. That have gotten to write comic books. There are some who have taken it upon themselves and started their own company. Like, um, shout out to DMC. You know. So, yeah, it's not saying that it don't happen because it very much do. I don't know what, what this person is talking about. Anyhow. But hopefully we'll get to see it somewhere. And I know the, the article kind of possibly is like, boom, so we could probably possibly take it up or somebody. But hopefully we'll get to see it one of these days. There's few, a the, few, few of those like that I would actually kind of see because we already know how I feel about people coming in from other genres that are not writing. <laughs> I was about to say, they are barking up the wrong tree with Roddy Cat with that one.
0: Uh Mm-hmm. Next up, you album. know, Roddy Cat holds a completely opposite view <laughs> on how these people, on how how several creators get to start in comics. I mean, um, you know. So, the Man of Steel will fight the main man in the upcoming fight comic, Superman vs. Lobo. Speak of the devil, and the devil appears. Mm-hmm. Writers Sarah Beatty and Tim Seeley are partnering with artists Mirka, Mirka and Dolfo and Arif Prianto for three oversized issues, pitting the last Zarnian. Lobo against the last Kryptonian Superman at the behest of the DC Omniverse's biggest social media celebrity, Newman. And I love that they actually insert this in here. Never heard of him. That's the problem. Who? So apparently Newman is uh, God-clogging all social channels, and he does not take kindly to attention going to Superman and Lobo. Um, This is a book that I saw this in the article. Um... Uh, some other stuff about a uh, further complication from another character called Dr. Flick. I don't know if that's from A Bug's Life. Um, mm-hmm. Superman versus Lobo will be oversized in more ways than one. It's going to be in that prestige format, meaning wider dimensions. Eight and a half by ten and seven eighths to be exact. Uh, this book goes on sale. Number one goes on sale of three. Goes on sale August 24th. With a primary cover by Mirka Andolfo, with variant covers by Simon Bisley, Tony Harris, and Philip Tan.
1: If someone in that book doesn't say hello, Newman, then that's just a lost cause. Just scrap the book already. Anyway, DC announces a murder mystery series with Joker as the star witness. Uh, this, uh, so, The Joker Presents, which is a murder mystery miniseries featuring the Clown Prince of Crime as star witness. that's gonna be fun i guess um the joker presents a puzzle box takes place over the course of a night in gotham's gotham's central interrogation room as the joker reveals a uh, series of seemingly unrelated stories involving his fellow inmates stories that also hold the key to solving a larger mystery of murder and mayhem uh as the series progresses it becomes apparent that each tale is actually a piece of the joker's larger plan Teases DC Comics. Uh, does an agent of chaos even make plans? Why do I feel like this is a usual suspects uh, situation? Except for, you know who Kaiser Soza he is in is in this uh, situation. It just just feels like that. Don't ask me why. Next up, next up. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure I didn't skip a story.
0: Jessica Cruz, Midnighter, Connor Kent, and more headline DCs. August crop of five annuals, there's a flip for Batman and Superman, and Kevin rescues Harley. So this is, I guess,
1: part of the August 2021 solicits. That just came out today, I believe, yes. Or yesterday. So, Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. So I'm not going to go through all of this, but it looks like they are highlighting some characters who are going to be receiving annuals. Mm Mm-hmm. And some t- some titles are going to be receiving annuals. I didn't know that there's a uh, a midnight or twenty. I guess they're doing a one shot midnight or twenty twenty one book.
1: Because yeah, because he's in a backup of the one of the Batman books, I think. Right. Okay. Now. Yeah. Um. Because I think he's like time. He's trapped in a different time or something like that. It was something around future state that if I remember correctly. But yeah. Um. In fact, one of those books came out this week. It might have been either Detective might have been Detective or whatever else came out. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Uh, Teen Titans Academy gives Raven visions of DC's dark future. We kind of already talked about this, so we don't really need to go into it anymore.
0: Next. Alfred Pennyworth gets his due with his first ever DC comic series thanks to his television show. So... Alfred's been been around for 78 years but has never had his own comic book series until now. This August DC is launching a comic book series centered on Alfred Pennyworth, tying into the current Epics TV show Pennyworth. It's a shame because they killed the character in the comics already. Right. Uh, this is chronicling his time as a jet setting espionage agent, but also fast forwarding to his years working at Wayne Manor. Uh, this was announced as part of the August twenty twenty one solicitation schedule.
1: Okay. Also, weird that they're not using the Gotham version of of of, of um, Alfred because I love that version. It was a uh, Doctor Who's son. Um, he was he was pretty good. I liked him. Next up, though, uh, Batwoman's JH Williams III makes epic return with Echolands this August. Uh, after a six year drought, comic fans can look forward to no, to new work from JH Williams III on a regular basis, once more, beginning this fall. Uh, Lands is an upcoming creator-owned series by Williams and longtime writing partner H, excuse me, W. Hayden Blackman. Uh, together with colorist Dave Stewart and letterer Todd Klein, they're launching this mythic fiction epic series, uh, which publisher Image frames as a comic book event. Excuse me, quote-unquote. In a bizarre future that has uh, forgotten its history, a reckless thief, Hope Red Hood... Uh, holds the key to excavation. Its dark, strange past. Uh, if only she and her crew can escape a tyrannical, tyrannical wizard and his unstoppable daughter. I can read. I promise, folks. Uh, reads images description of Echolands number one. But fate will send them on a path leading to a war between worlds. There you go. Um, it is going to be in presented in a wide landscape format, similar to some of David Peterson's Mouse Guard graphic novels. It uh, goes on sale August 25th, if you are so inclined. Next. Next up. Uh,
0: what are we up to now? Power so Rangers. I can scrolling to, oh, Power Rangers. Goodness gracious. All right. Uh, the Omega Rangers return to the site of their greatest tragedy in the latest issue of Power Rangers. Um, this is contains spoilers for Power Rangers number seven. And uh, if you're reading this, uh, be forewarned. <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure what the deal is here, because I'm not
1: familiar with this comic. But yeah, uh, this he- is where we go. Yeah, so Zach, I, I I'm kind of behind on all of this, so but it's basically Zach Trini and and Jason who end up becoming Omega Ragers um, away from their original uh, Mighty Morphin cells, and they go to this place called Safe Haven, uh, which apparently uh, was uh, an L they took at one point. I can't remember, I don't know if that was uh, in a previous comic or I don't know if it was anything in the show. That may've, uh, but um, but that's pretty much that. Um, so yeah. Next up, uh, Dark Horse unveils queer sci-fi epic miniseries Killer Queens. Uh, comic book writer David M. Boer uh, from Alien Bounty Hunter. Artist Claudia Balboni, Fair Lady. Colors Harry Saxon, Vagrant Queen, and letterer Lucas Gatoni, uh, Libestros, I guess have teamed up for a new four-part miniseries at Dark Horse called Killer Queens. The comic is described as a queer sci-fi epic from an odd LGBTQ team that aims to tackle issues like love, xenophobia, and fascist dictatorships. Uh, Meet Max and Alex, two gay reformed intergalactic assassins for hire on the run. The former boss, a fluffy monkey with a jetpack, is hot on their tail to take them back to his stolen ship. Even reformed assassins have to eat, so they have to take a mission from Alex's old flame. Uh, your standard no-kill, casualty-free, kidnapping, recovery from a nearby moon. Only complication, half the moon is, being, is ruled by a fascist dictator hostile to foreigners. They're the Curl Queens, so what could go wrong? And that is the series, uh, and it will be out August 18th if you are wanting to get your hands on that. Next.
0: Next up, Peach Momoko's Horizon Zero Dawn covers get a poster portfolio. Currently set for fall release, images from Titan Comics' Horizon Zero Dawn portfolio reveal Aloy and Talana targeting various enemies. Um...
1: That's cool.
0: Yeah, I'm like, it's art. It's a poster portfolio that she's putting out. That's cool for this... For this uh... For this
1: title, okay, mm. yeah, Paige Markowitz does some nice art. Uh, we have seen her Demon Day stuff most recently, and you know some other stuff she's been doing. So that's cool. right. this poster portfolio will be available to purchase on September seventh. So cool. Um, Life is Strange character Max Caulfield returns, and True Colors debuts early in Coming Home number one preview. Uh, so Max. So, if you don't, folks don't know, uh, Life is Strange is a video game series, uh, and the main prote- protagonist of the the main, well, the, the first one, I guess, you could say, is Max Caulfield. Um, and now she is going to get a comic book, apparently, um, or returning, because unless there was a Life is Strange comic book before this that we didn't know anything about, which probably is likely. But it says, Max Caulfield and the characters of the original Life is Strange return in July 7th with the new Life is Strange Coming Home comic book series. But we now know that it will also feature the debut of the lead character from the next game, Life is Strange 2 Crawlers. Okay, there we go. So it's pretty much tying the two, I guess, together. Uh, That's right, two months before Life is Strange 2 Crawlers game debuts on September 10th, Alex Chen will make his debut in comic books. Shane will star in the backup strips in all four issues of Life is Strange Coming Home comic book series, in addition to the long-running arc uh, following Max and her friends from the original game. Um, Max's attempt to return home enters a thrilling new phase, reads Titans Comics' uh, description of Life is Strange Coming Home number one. A shocking discovery offers unexpected hope, and the epic cross-country trip with Chloe and Rachel reveals a new ally. I guess spoiler for Life is Strange because I, I'm almost certain it may not, depending on how you play it, it doesn't necessarily roll out like that. Uh, but this is going to see Life is Strange coming home number one of four goes on sale July 7th, and a collection will be is scheduled for uh, November 2nd. Next! Next up uh,
0: Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back 40th Anniversary Special Explores Boba Fett's Origins um the art, his origin and costume get the spotlight in exclusive photos and an ex- and an, and an extract from Star Wars the Empire strikes back 40th anniversary special written by our very own Tim Dog 98 um mm-hmm. uh, over at CBR uh Fans are soon going to get the chance to learn the origins behind Boba Fett's creation and costume in Titan Comics, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back 40th Anniversary Special. CBR has six exclusive photos of Boba Fett from this special, along with an extract from the Deluxe Special Edition releasing in June. A look at the six Boba Fett photos, along with the extract's history lesson Behind, its origin and costume can be found below. It's interesting because, you know, you would think that it would be a Marvel license, but I guess Titan Comics is getting this because it's got photos in it?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Well, and also, it's also weird because we know IDW is doing those uh, Star Wars Adventures books, which is the (laughs) all-ages books. And they do a lot of other Marvel stuff, which are for all-ages books. So there's there's some weird... There's always some weird... um, Um...
0: yeah, I mean, they're it dividing works. up the licensing, you know, right. uh, I guess, to you know, so that it's not completely exclusive. Right. Um, because, you know, the Lucasfilm stuff is still kind of its own entity under the Disney banner. Right. Uh, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back 40th Anniversary Special is priced at twenty four ninety nine and goes on sale in June from Titan Comics.
1: I feel like Titan does, like, kind of the stuff. I know the other other thing I know Titan from is, like, the James Bond stuff. So there is. They definitely are into some some license, uh, things. Um, I can't remember. There's probably something else we may have read that we didn't. Know, that probably had to grab on our own. That's from Titan. I don't know. Either way. Um. Last but not least, uh, PollBox, the online comic poll list service. I was
0: about to say you should press. Uh, you should update your sheet.
1: What? What happened? Oh, did you? Did you? You something? I had one last story. Oh, actually I did too, but I didn't actually add it. because um, I just wanted to to do some Okay, yeah, I'll put this in here then. In that case you do this next one. Uh 'cause because the one I had is is a probably is definitely not one I wanna save for next week. Anyway, uh do you wanna watch your orders and subscriptions at your local comic book store without calling or making a physical trip? Now you can. Uh with the on the new online poll service from the leading comic book. <laughs> Distributor Diamond called Pullbox launching June seventh. Uh, originally announced three years ago, and I feel like I remember us talking about this. Um, Diamond's Pullbox is an online service that will allow comic book fans to manage their pre-orders and subscriptions with their local comic book store. And here is the caveat, which you should expect if your comic book store signs up for that for it. That is, um, right. pretty sure this is similar to a service that uh, Diamond used to have. Because I feel like we talked about that also, like, a way, way long ago.
0: I don't know if Diamond had one. I think this is... I honestly think this is Diamond's first foray into a computerized right. pull list. But there was Prior one. this, Comixology had one. Right. Prior to this, oh, yeah. you know, and they were bought up by Amazon. Right. Now, people do use League of Comic Geeks also, if uh, the, the store signs up. Mm-hmm. So... This is all dependent upon and, and, and ladies and gentlemen and you know, boys and girls, uh children and folks of all ages, if you are out there and you're looking to sign up for a poll list at your local comic shop, speak to them first. Ask them what they're participating in, if they are going to do something computerized, find out which one is easiest for you and see if you're able to do to work with it because it is
1: so much easier to do things I, I miss the comiXology pull list. That was Me awesome. Me too. Yeah, it was great. I, I also miss it. Man, it was so good. And then they kind of sort of split it off in two, and it was like there was this one part about it and this other thing. But it, outside of that, but yeah, I love that joint. That joint was so great.
0: So, you know, it's been a while since uh, there's been anything really effective to take its place, and I think Diamond totally dropped the ball with this. It took them way too long to implement this. Three years is too long
1: Not a, yeah. uh, uh, to do this. Not only that, but there's another issue. Uh, it's from diamond and the issue is not that is the issue is that, uh, I'm pretty sure this is probably not going to have the DC stuff because didn't DC pull away from diamond. Yeah. More likely than
0: not. We don't know exactly how this is all going to work. You know, it's a, it's a big, it's a big mess.
1: Right. Wait, didn't Marvel also, yeah. Marvel also just pulled off, pulled away from diamond.
0: Right, but uh, Marvel's still going to be going uh, through Penguin, and then Diamond's going to be getting it from Penguin. So, right. what changes is the discount for the retailers.
1: Right. So, so, so there is that. So that is something also to look into to 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 note before you you know go to your local store and see who exactly. they um who they right.
0: With. So at least at least this this may prove to be another option if you are going to set up or. Or revise your pull list at your local comic shop, which is something I advise all of you to do. Um, some some comic shops requ- uh, require that you have at least like a minimum of like three pulls, I think, so so that they'll maintain it. They won't just you know create a pull list if you have like one book. Right. But you know, so long as you're pulling like three books or or five, I don't, you know, so, sometimes the limits change depending on the store. But just ask them about it; they'll be more than willing to help you out. Mm-hmm. That is true.
1: Um, And now this is yours.
0: Yes, last but not least, if Roddy Cat pulls this up onto the display, we can go through this article from today's Hasbro Fan First Thursday because of the holiday weekend. So uh, as a result of this holiday weekend coming up, Memorial Day weekend coming up, Hasbro moved its Fan First Friday announcements into Fan First Thursday, and it was out earlier today. Um, or at least as, as the day of this taping. So the first thing that they announced was a new Age of Apocalypse wave of uh, Marvel Legends. Um, they are, you know, different figures, obviously, from the ones that came out in the previous wave of um, of uh, uh, Age of Apocalypse of Marvel Legends. So there's a new wave of figures. But the first wave, the first figure, I think that's in the scroll on the webpage is the new uh spider-man 2099 which is going to be put out on um uh, retro carding and uh if you didn't catch the spider-man 2099 that came out several years back now uh, this is your chance to do it it's a nice little figure i think it's a li- i think it's a different figure uh it's a, a more slim figure this time around but I'd have to double check the old one to make sure mm-hmm. uh, next up as you scroll down you see the X-Men the next X-Men Age of Apocalypse Wave with the um, Colossus Build-A-Figure um, included. So you have a Sabertooth, a Magneto, Rogue, Iceman, Legion, who, of course, is the uh, catalyst for Age of Apocalypse, Cyclops, and Shadow Cat with her uh, detachable adamantium claws, which is cool. That road looked weird. A lot. Well, because remember, uh, the art during this time was uh right. So I think they're using a lot of the Matarera um, art
1: for some of these designs. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Shout out to Joe Mad, I guess. Um, yep. And I'm scrolling through the pictures right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So you know I'm going to allow Roddy Cat to scroll down. You can you can see what these figures look like. But the last thing I wanted to 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 see to to show Roddy Cat because they are they do have the retro line, right? Which is the the three and three quarter inch. Mm-hmm. But the last you see that image of, of the, the coming soon.
1: Yes, with uh, U.S. Agent and Spidey and you know.
0: Right, no, but you see the, no, but above that, you oh, see oh yeah, that, yeah, I saw that, the tiger, yeah. Exactly. That's
1: what I wanted, Roddy Cat, to see <laughs>
0: because um, this is what the new tiger sculpt looks like. Um, if you actually uh, go past the, um, the uh, three and three quarters, you'll get another image of uh, uh, the old Tigra that Hasbro did when they first acquired the license from Toy Biz, and then the same image with, uh, Uh, The new sculpt of Tigra from the screen cap uh, of the the Hasbro um, Fan First Thursday video. Mm -hmm. So you can see what the new sculpt will look like. Mm It's pretty cool. Yes. So I know Roddy Cat has been looking to complete... uh, the Wackos. Yep. Uh, so uh,
1: that is one figure that I know he's going to be looking forward to. Yep. And uh, in addition to also being a fan of Tigra. But yes, definitely trying to get my OG uh, Wackos uh, uh, display on. So I would all need is Wonder Man.
0: Oh, the, yeah. Well, there is already a Wonder Man. Of that era? Uh, uh With the, the black and the red. Yeah. Yeah, it's already out. Well, it's not
1: Jumpsuit. Out, not he's... Jumpsuit. Um... 'Cause this is uh 'cause when you when you no gets... black
0: and the red, black no black
1: black spandex with the red W. Oh nice. Yeah, so that is the one. Yeah, it's already out. Yeah, so it's already out. Oh, I had to look for that then. Um and I think there is a mockingbird, which I think I would also need to hunt down.
0: Right, right. Exactly. So based on the Avengers display that I had up, mm-hmm. I think Tigra was the one that really
1: that that was that was missing. Right. And uh, even, and you can find a, a classic Iron Man figure, so
0: exactly you could do you know silver centurion you could do um
1: oh, yeah. a couple of different iron man uh armors to put in that so right. but if you're going like mini series like the, the first mini series you're going you know you're going classic even though i don't think exactly. you're, you're not going to have roadie's head i don't think i'm almost certain you're not going to because well it's... you could use the war machine roadie head mm, yeah i guess it is true
0: hmm. if you want to go helmetless right Huh. But like uh that. but yeah, you know, and you know, as RiderCat scrolls through there's some more of the recent announcements here. Um, you know, figures that, you know, while I may not be interested, some of you folks may be interested in uh things that are up for pre order, things that you can uh uh look for on some of the bigger toy websites. Um so uh you know, just to be aware a lot of this stuff.
1: Some of the stuff is sold out pre order, but some of it hasn't.
0: You see the serter, I think we talked about the serter.
1: Uh, I was still looking at the Quicksilver and Captain America, who look kind of similar, weirdly enough. Um, let's see, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Happy, uh, not the Stain in the, uh, Iron Monger. No, right below. I know, I know, I know, I was just looking through. Um, yeah, I did see that, but I didn't, I was like, wow, they did, they actually did a Stain Iron Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From the so that sur right, so that server that's underneath is like
0: 13 inches tall. It's like fifty dollars. Okay, that's not terrible. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say for the size of the figure you get, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, so I'm to, that's that that's uh, of all of these like new announcements that are movie related. That's the one that's more easily. Uh, you know, that's it's a it's you can cross it over with the comic side mm-hmm. because you're never gonna get a comic side accurate surter. No. So that's the closest you're gonna get.
1: Right. This is like beginning of uh Ragnarok um hmm Yeah. Correct. I so still kinda I'm I'm very curious about the stain um Ironmonger one though. I don't know why.
0: Well, yeah, it's a it's a it's a shame that uh uh, there. You can't take that stain and put it in the Iron Man, uh, Ironmonger. Mm-hmm. That would be super cool. Right. But in any event, you know uh, Hasbro has been uh, making a killing. They're literally killing all of our wallets. <laughs> yeah, you know, especially listen, especially if you're into the movie stuff. They're they're, they're you know they put out a MCU Odin. Hmm. Yep. You know, yes. they've updated the Thanos. You, you probably scroll past the Thanos. I'm there right now, uh, yeah. And, and the end game Iron Man and the end game Thanos with the gauntlet, the nano gauntlet on. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 I was like dead set on recreating all of those movie scenes, I'd be getting killed right now. <laughs> so, but in any event, that is our last story for the comic book and toy corner section.
1: Well, I'm going a, I'm to a throw one up over here. It's gonna oh, you be got really, something? Really, well, really, really brief. It's, it's a, it's really non, it's a, I don't know. It's a thing. Whatever. Jason Derulo to launch a dystopian sci-fi graphic novel. Jason Derulo, the singer that some of you may or may not know. Uh, Z2 Comics is bringing Jason Derulo's passion project to life. Uh, The publisher will launch the original graphic novel Uzo in the fall. Uzo, written by uh, Anthony Piper from Trill League uh, and illustrated by Eric Coda of Generation X, is based on an original idea by Derulo. Uh, the series focuses on the titular warrior Uzo, who fights to protect his village after a cataclysmic event that plunges the uh, planet into a new ice age. I'm sitting here racking my brain for a Jason DeVrillo song, and the only one I can think of I still don't know the words to, so it's fine. Uh, but according to him, I guess, I've been working on quote-unquote, I've been working on bringing Uzo to life for years, so according to he says, from writing scripts to skits on TikTok. So, so blessed to have worked with a dream team of creators to bring the best version of Uzo to you, DeVrilo said in a statement. So, yay. Right. And my golden age hip hop self is like, who? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he, he is of the just dance generation of the last, say, 10 years or so. Um, kind, kind of a, I want to say kind of a Chris Brown Usher type, I, I guess. Okay. Sure, we'll we'll leave it at that. But regardless, uh, that, folks, is, the, is it for the news, and this is the end of the Comic Book Chronicles. But first, an ad read. Our last ad
0: read of the night is for Wink, the personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rosé to Cabernet to Toronté, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Have you ever tried an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member and you can skip or cancel anytime. And now the listeners of your of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To so place your first order with $20 off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash W-I-N-C. Wink wines through CSPN. Do it today. <laughs>
1: And as we're coming to an end of another uh, comic book chronicles, we'd like to thank each and every one of you folks for coming out. Um, well, there's no announcements coming up? So we're just going to say, I have been Rodycat. You can find me at Rodycat on Twitter. You can find me at Nino on Twitter. I always was going to um have a talk on show and tell, but it's probably not that appropriate, and I can do it next week when I actually unbox the said thing. Oh, no. But if you've seen my Instagram story, you know what it is. Or my last instagram story you know what it is um anyway writer cat twitter uh, news nerd neat twitter Caps instagram hn underscore 70 on twitter and instagram uh pcn underscore dirt on twitter pop culture net on twitter popculturenetwork.com and all those umbrella sites there in and probably bite doing comic book reviews uh under comic reviews no vowels <laughs> maybe one of these days i'll check probably not Tim D O G G nine eight on Twitter. The Osiris of this ish. Uh, you can find him at that uh, Tim D O G G nine eight. You can also find him at the Click Nation on Twitter. That's the K L I Q N A T I O N. Or and or you can also find him at CB which is the Combo Chronicles um, Twitter account. Uh, you can also find him at Combo Resources. If you saw, we've uh, been showcasing a couple of his uh, articles that just so happened to get pulled. Uh, but comic book resources—that's uh, cbr.com. Go over there, check him out. Uh, click on the stuff. He's over there writing his face off. <laughs> I miss writing about geeky stuff. I feel like I want to get back into it for my own benefit. Um, because folks who know, I used to do it on my own thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can find this here podcast on the Coolest Leather Podcast Network—that's
0: Do it today. <laughs>
1: You can also find us on this on your podcast personal place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Cold Live the Podcast Network SoundCloud page. <laughs> uh, you can also find here us here every Thursday night, 9:30-ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we record live on either or on both rather uh, youtube.com slash the and twitch.tv slash uh combo And I'm thinking of trying to add, if I haven't already done it, D-Live. Um, but more on that later. And with that, folks, um, be come back next week. We'll be here. Yeah. I was about to say, have a safe
0: mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend. We thank the brave men and women who made the ultimate sacrifice and gave their lives... Uh, while serving in the u.s military this absolutely.
1: weekend absolutely that's right stay safe stay hydrated um if you're in a uh, part of the the um country or a country that is having unbearably warm weather for this time of year's or year year uh, make sure you hydrate Make and sure. keep your masks on if you are not vaccinated and even if you are vaccinated
0: I keep your mask on
1: exactly whether you are vaccinated or not keep the mask on wash your hands and all that kind of good mess um Definitely keep yourself safe. It's because we are going into con season and our con's still going on. And we want y'all to be safe.
0: Right. Well, we're going to be
1: wilding this weekend. So, you know, stay safe, folks. Absolutely. Uh, and with that, folks, this has been. Oh, I was going to say also uh, headphones. Uh, wipe your headphones with alcohol. Get some coveries for them. It's hot. If you're wearing headphones for any length of time or earbuds, especially earbuds. Good God. Um, wipe them things on with some alcohol for the love of God. Mm, 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 uh, mm. but anyway and with that folks this has been the comic book chronicles peace peace one
0: My time is up. Peace out to Brooklyn.